4: at Casey's number one liquor store we strive to be the best in price selection and in service with five locations in the Casey metro or shop online at
1: gomers.com I hit it.
5: Number three from Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. What's going on, guys? How are we feeling? Three great. Three full days now in Las Vegas. We'll get to uh, what occurred last night. We, we all kind of separated, which was a little different. We, we each had different experiences last night. We'll get to that. You guys went to the uh very lavish media party
6: i don't know, very lavish it was nice it was very nice it was a it was a, it was a nice media party i enjoyed it very much according
7: um, according to you it was the best one that we that there's that the you guys three, of the three i I've three. attended okay it, it was i was the more best details. One, so i'll
5: give you more details we'll get some more details on that i was at the Golden knights game last night uh something happened that was very similar to what happened year a uh, year ago i'll explain when we get to that.
6: I will say I'm a little worried about. I felt like this day's off to a weird start and I'll tell you why. Okay. Two two incidences. <laughs> two incidents yeah. that stand out to me. One, on our Uber ride oh, over, boy. a little light racism,
2: uh-huh. right?
6: Little early in the morning, uh-huh. I'll be honest, for some light racism yeah, we, at 6 a.m.
5: Yeah, we got going about an hour earlier than than yesterday today. And um, well, the Uber driver uh w- was very talkative. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. uh yeah, there was a few a uh, few one-liners in there, you yeah. know, which yeah. <clears throat> I almost kept my mouth shut after a while. <laughs> I, was, I, I almost was like, you know what, I'm done then. talking to this guy. I, I, it, almost got to, it almost got to that point. We, we can discuss then, that. There's a lot to discuss today about what happened in the last, I don't know, eight, 12 hours or so. And then
6: secondly, over by, there's this little area over by, like, the Vegas committee for, like, happy you came here. Thank you, the Vegas Super Bowl committee. Had some donuts out this morning. Next to there was a cart. <laughs> Had some bottled water in the plastic a little bit in there. So we thought, okay. So I didn't touch it, but some some like radio guy goes over there and he tries to grab a bottle out of there. The worker who had put it over there said, "That is a private order of water. Yeah. Why would you do that? What is wrong with you?" This was his reaction, and the guy was cool. He's like, "Hey man, I'm really sorry. I thought it was for everyone. That's my bite." He's like, "That doesn't." Ex-, he's just like, "That doesn't excuse it." What's your problem? I was like, "What is this?" Man, the man just tried to buy, get a bottle of water. Relax. So I feel like everyone's on edge. This morning's been a weird start.
5: Yeah, we're all feeling good, though. I feel great. We're feeling good. You can watch us on YouTube, Twitch, Vegas as well, and uh, we will here in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, at least fill you in a little bit on what what took place throughout the show uh, today. We've got a jam-packed show, though, as things start to heat up here from Vegas. So here's what we got in store coming up around 1045. Rich Gannon, 1130. Bobby Wood Jr., fresh off signing that massive franchise record, 11-year extension. Nate Taylor going to join us at noon. He's been covering the team all week long already. Ross Tucker, friend of the show at 12.30. Pete Sweeney, friend of the show, insider. You guys saw him last night at the party. I haven't seen much of Pete Sweeney so far. I'll have to check in with Pete at 1 o'clock. And then Jake Laser, NFL insider, well-connected with the Chiefs organization, with Andy Reid, all that. He's coming up at one fifteen. That's what we got planned, and you never know what else happens. You never know who else could stop by. Cam Newton just walked in the door right before we got on the air. Maybe he joins us later on this week. So, uh, appreciate everybody for joining us. It's going to be another fun one uh, here from Vegas. On uh, we, we, we were laughing because there was a few moments, I don't know, what, 15 minutes ago, where you're starting to get some of the, the bigger national media names to walk in the building.
6: Oh, yeah, dude. And, Pat uh, McAfee was rolling. Forty? Are you fifteen? It was more than fifteen people, wasn't it?
5: Well, besides him and his co-host, I was talking about like the people behind his co-hosts. So, yeah, maybe fifteen or twenty people.
7: At that least. was a big crew.
5: Yeah, that was impressive. Who needs to
7: roll with that many? It was people? impressive.
2: Who needs, yeah. I don't.
6: I don't want to roll that deep. Five, maybe. Maybe that's too many people to keep track of. Too many mouths to feed. <laughs> I can't handle that. I give you like, there's Pat McAfee, and he was walking in the front like it was like a presidential motorcade, right? <laughs> him and him in front, AJ Hawk like right behind him. And then, like, 20 producers all filling in the rest behind him. And now, of course, their set is kind of bonkers. they got, like, a full basketball hoop
5: and stuff. Well, they basically took the Pat McAfee set and just dropped it in here to Radio Row. I mean, it's, it's it's an impressive setup, to say the least.
6: Yeah, I'd say so. You want to get Pat McAfee on the show? You think he'd come on the well, show?
5: Well, I told we told Drew earlier in the week if he if he's able to get Pat McAfee on the show, then uh, we. Oh, will you should buy him dinner. I would buy I would buy him dinner uh, when we get back to KC because I can buy him dinner here and just reimburse it. So that's, that doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't really. I have count. to wait till we get back.
6: We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Look, looking at the game, which <laughs> I know we're going to talk a lot about more over the next three days as we get closer and closer to the actual Super Bowl. So many of the conversations around the people we've already had and will continue to have are around, hey, what can the 49ers do against Travis Kelsey? Saw a stat this morning about how San Francisco is significantly better at guarding tight ends inside the numbers versus outside the numbers, which means maybe they have to use Kelsey a little bit different. But I think what ends up happening in this game is because of the postseason Travis Kelsey has had, I think some people came into it thinking, well, we can guard Kelsey like any other tight end, you know? The way we would guard other good tight ends, not guard Travis Kelsey, who requires a different level of attention and a different level of detail. Now that I think the cat's out of the bag and they've watched him for three straight postseason games dominate the competition, I think that opens up the door for Rasheed Rice, who has been a very good player, but to be an even more important player in this Super Bowl than he has been in the other three games. Because I think all the focus is on Kelsey now.
5: Yeah, he, he's shown once again that, no, he, he still can play at a Hall of Fame level when it matters most here in the postseason, yeah. three straight games. And that that is a focus area for most teams anyway. But I think you're right. There probably was at least a little bit of, all right, do we need to? Do we need to have to give him as much attention the way the regular season was going? Which I still – I almost stopped myself as I'm saying that because he still was – 16 yards short of a thousand so it's not like oh man he only had you know 600 yards in the regular season and now he just turned it on i mean he still was a threat it's just it was a a season in which he's getting double teamed sometimes triple teamed frustration all of that and i think it wore him down and now we all know he is in the last month had what two and a half weeks off three weeks off if you if you count week 18 or so to, to get ready for games, you know, this one's another, you know, it's a week and a half, two-week layover uh, before you get to Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so I think all that contributes to it. He will be ready to go, and these are the moments that he lives for. And so I, I do think there's something to be said for how teams could do that. Rashie Rice has to be that secondary option anyway, just because of all the issues we've discussed with the wide receiver room. Like, hey, who, who steps up? Because if I tell you that Rashie Rice has a rough game, then who's the – Who's the guy after that? outside of Kelsey that can step up you know you start getting into the same problems we were discussing for much of the season it's okay to hey you're asking for one catch from MVS or Justin it, Watson Justin just Watson, one, yeah. one or two move the chains type of catches but all of a sudden if you're asking them to do more I, I would like to think we're past that when we talk about this team that they have figured out uh, how to scheme open Rashi Rice where he's best on the field I also believe you know this is where Isaiah Pacheco the first drive of the game had a big time catch he only had maybe one or two catches the entire game but Scripted, they scripted a play. It was one of the first 15. They scripted a play for Pacheco, who ended up lined up at wide receiver. I would imagine there will be some other looks like that for him or Clyde, although uh, it doesn't seem like it will be Jarek McKinnon uh, as the answer, based on Andy Reid saying he's not going to even practice this week.
6: I missed him earlier. You didn't mention that Cam Newton is dressed oh, he's massive, too, exactly by the way. exactly like I would expect Cam Newton.
5: Yeah. He's they also just a massive just human being walking
2: around.
6: How did, they, how did anyone play against him in college?
5: Well, like, they didn't. He a, you know, he won a Heisman and yeah. won a couple <laughs> national championships. They did. But that was always the
6: point. Like, I think sometimes people be like, well, Josh Allen's not going to break down because he's such a big guy. He can run that way. I'm like, dude, Cam Newton, you see the size of that man? He was as big as Josh Allen. His body eventually said, Trump, well, I'm out. That's it. Hey, can't can.
5: 34 years old. God, that's it? He's 34.
6: Yeah. Well, let's hope. We'll hope at some point that maybe for some chance we get Cam Newton later on in the week. But, yeah, I, I do think that – look, they, they – The one good thing about Rice, and we said this going into the postseason, uh, you know, we had the question, and now that we've seen it, he's lived with the pressure of being their best wide receiver long enough that I don't think that this one also gets too big. He had to go into a wild card round, a divisional round, an AFC championship game, and I don't know, the final eight weeks of the season, knowing he was one of two options really in the passing game for a long time for the Chiefs, and is going to have to live up to that moment. I'm not saying put a Rasheed Rice MVP bet, because you and I have talked about this. If it's another receiver, it's probably Patrick Mahomes first. But I do think that Rasheed Rice is going to need to – I think he's going to need to be bigger in this game than he has been in the previous three, where Kelsey's been the star of the show. He's been number one, and then the other guys have been more involved outside of that. And so, you know, his – how that how this game plays out might determine how well Rasheed Rice does, especially probably against Charvarius Ward. Yeah,
5: so much has been made of how the Chiefs are going to to assign, if you will, and then they don't they don't they they some guys that'll float around a little bit in, in sure. the secondary. But how much are they going to stick with Ayuk or Debo on that side? But yeah, well, I'll be curious to see how that that plays out with Charvarius Ward and, and what they decide to do in the secondary as well. Um, and when you when you think about Rasheed Rice, he's not. I think in the rookie category anymore. I mean, like that has been somebody who, since week what ten, has shown I think that you can trust him. Just got done with the game in which the entire wide receiver room didn't have a have a single drop as well. So I, I don't I don't believe you should have any any question about can you trust Rasheed Rice anymore. I mean, I think he has shown enough. He's made big-time catches, big-time moments. He's also been banged up a little bit and still fought through uh, some sort of injury to continue to play. I mean, I think he's shown everything you would want from a, a guy that uh, looks like an established wide receiver now that he's out there. And he seems also super calm about what, what he's doing. And, like, he doesn't get too high or too low when he's asked about big-time moments after post-games. Like, he's got a huge smile and everything, but he's not – He's, he's not overamped, right? I think he's just, like, no. so so level. And in the moment, it's not going to get too big for him, not going to be overwhelmed. It probably helps when you have the other guy we were just talking about, Travis Kelsey, uh, to kind of ease maybe some of the concerns from anybody thinking about a moment like that.
6: Our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. We're going to talk to Pete Sweeney. You mentioned at 1 o'clock today in the show. He just tweeted out. He's at Andy Reid's press availability, in which Andy Reid said, Eric Bieniemy came in to talk to the offensive players ahead of the Super Bowl. I like it because I know that we talked about what Eric Bieniemy has been to other teams and the fact that he didn't get hired and all this other stuff. Everyone who was coached by Eric Bieniemy here loved him, loved him for those same things. Like, it was always, the Chiefs fans were always like, he made us better, he made us tougher, he pushed us to be great was the way they described Eric Bieniemy here. And he's been a part of multiple Super Bowl runs for this team in previous attempts. So I, I have no problem with Eric Bieniemy coming in to talk to the Chiefs players.
5: As a motivational speaker, I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, you talk about wanting to get out there and, and, and punch somebody in the mouth. I mean, that, that's, that'll get you going if you listen to Eric Bieniemy talk. We, we've gone through all the other stuff. And, you know, on a losing team, and does that philosophy and, and old-school approach work? But if you're just bringing him in, to speak to your team, which is essentially all they did. I mean, he has a connection to Kansas City, but it's no different. Other teams bring other individuals in. Sure. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan has somebody speaking to his team this week too, right? We just haven't found out yeah, who it is. Yeah, it's probably Jerry It's Rice unique here because Eric Benjamin I was just the OC, so there is a, a ton of familiarity with this personnel group. Um, so, no, I mean, it's only a positive in, in this role, right? In this role, it's only a positive. He's not coming in to, to help game plan. He is, he is coming in to basically remind them at who they are, what they have accomplished, what, who, you know, trust, trusting themselves and, and going out and getting them fired up to go and play on Sunday.
6: Do you, If you're Andy and you're kicking around, you're having like a coffee in the office, do you hit him with the like, you got anything? You got anything up the old uh, sleeve? See anything that we do that you think Maybe. you do better? Maybe. I think you probably Maybe. have a general conversation. I think EB's allowed to just be like, hey, do you think about this one? He's not employed. Dan Quinn sure. already said he's not coming back. He's available. He's a free agent to go to whichever team from a coordinator perspective. People bring in... Like, um, you know, small things like guys like that inside of these organizations and player fronts all the time. And I, I see absolutely no harm. Picking Eb's brain a little bit. We know that he was, he was the Rose Bowl parade guy. He was all this little stuff. I don't think they're going to install a new play or anything. No, again, it is strictly saying, mo-
5: motivation, yeah. and that's that's where maybe uh, this is not meant to be a slide at all about his coaching ability. But like that, we've always heard like how how he gets everybody yes. fired up and, and and is able to motivate. That's exactly what they were asking him to do. And you know we 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 had a chance, and maybe we'll we'll talk to uh, Jeff Darlington later in the week or whatever. We saw him walking around, and like he's been with the team all week. My guess is I can't remember who's over on the 49ers side covering that team specifically from ESPN. My point being is usually every Super Bowl comes Saturday or Sunday. There's a story, and it's like. You know, Kyle Shanahan brought in so-and-so. I'm told he's brought in and speak to the team and the players. You know, there was a reaction to what he had. To, like, There will be some story like that oh, that yeah. comes out about Eric Bienami and something he said. If the Chiefs sort of win the Super Bowl after the game, I, there will be some player that says, yeah, you know, EB came in and he told, there'll be, there'll be told me they're weak
6: on that NBS the, deep cut. <laughs> well, it's not, even, it's not even game stuff. I, I mean, just there
5: will be a line that he used or something. that, yeah, that for somebody, sure. That, that stuff happens. It's nothing that uh, we haven't seen before. But I, I, I love it from – the angle of just strictly being someone to, to motivate the team and come in and talk to, to them.
6: I think we got asked this. But it was ahead,
5: it was, it was ahead of the AFC title game, too. You know, it's not, that, that's what it was, more yeah. so than for this one.
6: You and I were, um, you and I were inter- being interviewed by someone from the BBC yesterday. We did a little <laughs> joint interview. Yeah. And they asked something that I thought was maybe something I had not asked myself yet as far as it relates to this game. Where are the Chiefs going to win or lose this game? like one area for each, where do they win this game and where do they lose this game? And I think the obvious thing for where they lose it is if they let the players outside of Christian McCaffrey absolutely go off. There is a limit for me on what Christian McCaffrey and the level you can slow down Christian McCaffrey. But if you really let Debo and Ayuk, those guys take advantage of your corners for the first time all season long, that's where I feel like you can absolutely lose the game. The only other spot that stands out to me from that is if Allegretti held up once, but all of a sudden the tackle play shows back up, Allegretti's not Joe Tooney, and the offensive line melts down. Those are the two areas that concern me the most for the Chiefs going into this game. And as far as winning it goes, I think it's fairly obvious. Like, I would say something different for the Chiefs winning it. But damn it if I don't know it's true. I heard Brett Feach this morning say the same thing. Just don't drop the ball, don't get don't get penalties, and don't turn the ball over. I know it sounds staple even for the Super Bowl, but there's been no other key to the Chiefs winning, right?
5: No, that's been the, the story of the entire season, the, the exact theme. And if you are worried you're going to wake up on, on Super Bowl Sunday and this team is trailing in the first half or trailing late in the fourth quarter, uh, a lot of people's guess would be, well, did they have a bunch of drops, did they have a bunch of penalties, t- untimely penalties, and, yeah. and drive stalled in the red zone. I mean, that, it, the red zone still, even, even though the penalties and drops have gone away, this team still is struggling in the red zone, so like that that actually to me is way more likely of a scenario than even all of a sudden they start having the drops again. It's just can they afford to have some of the issues? Uh, the uh, the penalties in the red zone, and the, the, the red zone struggles as a whole, will that stuff creep back in? Will that actually be what costs this football team? The other part, you mentioned Chris McCaffrey. I mean, it goes without saying. Debo Samuel, to me, is not being discussed enough this week. And, and, and normally, normally that is the player that everybody talks yeah. about, but because they have Chris McCaffrey, that's where the focus is. I just think if, look, you shut down Brandon Ayuk, maybe. Chris McCaffrey kind of does his thing. Is Debo Samuel going off as well? Is Debo Samuel going to be a bigger factor in the running game? I think he is. By the way, for this game, as much as the passing, of Kyle Shanahan is going to have two weeks. You don't think they're going to have some creative ways to in the backfield or otherwise to line up Debo Samuel and get him the football? I don't know if it's on the first drive or if it's later in the game. Like that would be still a player that I, I don't think anybody should be underestimating. And you're like, and we all know who he is, but when you have so many star players on offense, I think it's easy to to focus on Ayuk and Kittle. Uh, and McCaffrey, and and somehow Debo's, in a weird way, getting lost in the shuffle.
6: Yeah, I know. Then that's just because of the sheer number of weapons they have. they got a tight end who performed just as well as Kelsey in the regular season. Christian McCaffrey's nuts. Brandon Huka's a 1,500-yard wide receiver. So it's easy to forget about Debo in that situation. We know the weapons they have. This is why I still love the secondary, and that matchup becomes so important for how they win or lose. Like, that's that's why, to me, you know, like, to me this does matter – where and how they're going to be able to guard those. Because I think Trent McDuffie's great. I think Pro Football Focus named him the most improved player from last year to this year on the Chiefs. And I don't know that I disagree. Trent McDuffie went from being a really good rookie corner to an all-pro corner in a year. So he may very well be their most improved player. But it still means, like, LeJarius Need, maybe he can slow down Ayuk. He's the only physical corner who seems to have been slowing down everyone this side of Justin Jefferson. So great. But then you're still going to have to deal with Debo and those things, which linebacker play and all that stuff comes into fact because you and I both know they use them all over the field. Coming up in 25
5: minutes, we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback, former Chiefs quarterback Rich Gannon, Of course, uh, won the MVP back in 2002. Get a QB perspective on both what he sees from Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes in a game like this and in Brock Purdy's first Super Bowl appearance. All that coming up as we're live in Las Vegas on Radio Row. And don't forget, as you're getting set for the big game on Sunday, to visit Jefferson's in North Kansas City or the Lenexa location for 15% off online orders, carryout, delivery, promo code 610Sports, limit one per customer on $40 minimum. Orders. So as I said the start the show, last night we were uh, in different spots. You guys went to the, the media party. I saw the video. So start there. Uh, then I went to the Gold Knights game. But I saw on our station account, you guys put out there was an F1
6: simulator or something? Okay, so I know you don't watch Parks and Rec. But for the people who reference this, this is essentially the vibe of the media party. It was treat yourself. You want to do an F1 simu- simulator? Treat yourself. You want to go upset upstairs to a live performance of Elvis impersonators or or tap artists, or singers in the burlesque area, treat yourself. You want to go upstairs at the club? Treat yourself. It was food everywhere, lots of variety of food, great cocktails, F1 simulators, in which Drew, for at least a brief period, was second out of everyone at the media party. I think when he left, he was third, but still yeah. impressive all the same. Wow. It was a blast. It was a good time. You missed out. They had it massages. was a lot of fun. They they did. Did. You,
5: did you take advantage of the massage? I was kind of
6: like, a line, man.
7: Very tempting. There was a line, Like just like just that little neck shoulder. No, massage. like a
6: full. Yeah, like full blown in the yeah, chair. Yeah, it was. Like oh, there you get go. Get the in, lower in, back off In, and in your
7: upper and your traps and your shoulders, Not, I needed it. But uh, we. Don't that, want to no, no, that was towards the uh, that, and it was towards the end of when we were about to head out. anyway. you said Drew ranked second on the F1. So where did you rank?
6: Off the board. Okay. They only did top ten. <laughs> they, I was a full second off of. One forty was my best lap of the night. 139 was top 10. So, like, I was pretty good, Plus. but not top 10. Not good enough. And for all I know is a fraction of a second, I might have been 55th. 140 <laughs> might have been everyone's time. I don't know. I just wasn't on the board. Drew's done it before. So, like, he had been – he'd raced one of those simulators before. And he was watching – and I'm not kidding. He was watching YouTube videos of people before. running the track, so he knew the turns. That's how much it
5: I did want to get a little
7: bit of a. you watching well, a video to test train. Well, no, it was. Wow, it was. Did you the, get anything if you would have won? Like, it finished no, first. No, Just we, we right. did. Ask. There's, there's nothing there. But yeah, I, I, it was the Vegas track. Obviously, um, uh, it was the Vegas track, and I was like, you know what? I've never. I, I used to get the F1 game where you'd race at all the tracks and everything like that. But to make a long story short. I was like, you know what, I, I want to be prepared going into this. So I, I pulled up somebody playing uh, the game and doing it just, just to get a good, a, a good gauge of it. I think you got three clean laps. Like if you wrecked your car, you'd be able to go again, but you got three clean Did, laps. Was there anything like we had in Miami where, what was it
5: Rob Ryan that was dancing on the, he was on the dance floor dancing?
7: There were so. Which you're like, oh, that's what
5: you're supposed to do. But no, he was by himself dancing. That's why I bring it up.
6: No, no, there was so, it was too big. There were so many people, three levels, all at the F1 Plaza. And, again, Level 1 Racing, Level 2 Casino Burlesque, Level 3 Club. And all the outside stuff when we first got there with, like, they were doing Lunar New Year celebrations. They were doing, like, whole performances on a stage. So each each level had its own thing going on. And as you well know, every media party comes with, like, they usually have, like, a gift to hand out.
2: Yeah, and? So we forgot
6: about it. Wait. Hold on, we forgot about it till the end. Someone told us where the gift was, and there was only one left, so we got it for
7: you. The last one, the very last one. For me? For you. Why would you get me the gift? Well,
6: because, you know, Drew and I both can't get it. I'm dead serious. They said, this is the last one, so I got you a gift.
5: Oh, get the hell out of here.
2: Are
5: you serious? That was the gift? This ugly Las Vegas Raiders hat? This was the gift? That was this, the gift. This trash? Like, get that out of here. Get that out of you here. You know what? We brought uh, you a gift. I, I mean, very, ni- very nice of you guys. I'm surprised there weren't hundreds of them left over. Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders hat? Are you kidding me? Get that thing off this chief logo table. <laughs> it the look There's the trash can. See, you're just gonna throw it away. This is the trash can. There might the be a Raiders, Raiders hat is going in the trash. <laughs> in the trash.
6: That was a brand new hat. It still um, got the tag well, on, on. Someone
5: it. else can grab it. Let the Raiders fans grab it. They'll, gla- they'll gladly dig through some of that trash. I think.
6: That was it. There was a table full of them. <laughs> that was the gift. That, well, that was—I mean—that was at least the one I saw. Sure. Oh my goodness!
7: There, Ugh. there was, there was a so. And the club level, there was a, a dance floor like where you could break dance essentially. And, and <laughs> oh, and, I would have loved video of and, this.
6: And <laughs> I wish, I wish I could break dance. Uh,
7: we, I wish I could dance like that. That'd be cool. And then Cody said the story. Cody, Cody told me the story of the of him and Pete doing the. Uh, uh, there's a video of Pete and I, the, uh,
6: and I in Miami. We went to a speakeasy oh. club where you had to like okay, okay. pull a book off of a shelf. And there's a video of Pete and I in Miami, like, coming out of fog dancing (laughs) after we had consumed some drinks. You can ask Pete about that when he comes in. We'll we'll have
5: to. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, the the Golden Knights game uh, and and how that went because something happened that reminded me exactly of a story you – Wait, David and
6: Pedro? Did you meet David and Pedro? I did not meet
5: David and Pedro, but it's it's a little similar to that. I'll explain what happened at the Golden Knights game last night. Plus, we're going to be joined by former NFL quarterback Rich Gannon right here from Las Vegas.
0: You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. Why?
1: Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time you Your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini.
5: Back here in Las Vegas, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you could trust. Visit ShelterInsurance.com to learn more. We're expected to be joined by Rich Gannon, coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes or so. He does great work over at SiriusXM. And so we'll uh, get his perspective on Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes in this particular matchup. And a reminder, later on today, Bobby Wood Jr., fresh off that 11-year extension, coming up at 11.30, he will join us. Not from Vegas, but from Kansas City. So that would be something if he was already in Vegas, just like that. He's, he's going to be heading out to Arizona. Maybe he could have been Phoenix pretty yeah. quick. But. Yeah, you know, they'll be getting ready for spring training. Some of the guys uh, you know, already left from the Royals rally last weekend and went down to, uh, to surprise Arizona, or at least the Arizona area, uh, immediately. Uh, before we get into uh, one of the more important players in this matchup to impact Brock Purdy, you guys were at the media party. I mentioned I ended up going to the Golden Knights game. I was excited because I'd never been to an NHL game. How and was so, it? First, the game? So, yeah. So, look, the the atmosphere that I was told, like, if you're going to go to an NHL game anyway, Vegas is the one to go to because it's Vegas. They, they put on a show, the pregame video, uh, and, and basically it was like a, Vegas, a true Vegas production with how they were able to go about getting you fired up for the game. And sure. they have, like, a, you know, a night that skates out on the ice and, it goes it, anyway. It was just a really cool setup and the lights, um, and, and what they do, and, and really all in on the the golden Knight theme. And you know, they when when someone gets into uh, the penalty box, like they like in Go- Game of Thrones, like they do the shame, 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 which is great. very strong. Like yeah, like lean into like that. It. So the the entire game atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, the the arenas fantastic, too. So it, you
6: were talking like, about going with the French. you end up just going by yourself? So, yeah. you mentioning David and Pedro, that immediately y- piques my interest on that.
5: Yeah, so, like, uh, initially I was asking you guys to go, and you guys went to the party, and, and then there was uh, another uh, media member that I'm friends with around here uh, was thinking about going, and then he, he decided not to. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going. I still want to go to my first NHL game. And so I, w- I bought tickets outside the arena, and Usually, if you have one ticket or you're looking for one ticket, you can get better seats because someone's trying to get rid of one or whatever, right? And so that's basically what happened. I ended up – I spent a little bit more than I was planning on, but I also got way better seats, and I still paid maybe half of what I should have. So I ended up with seats uh, along the blue line, like 10th row. I I put out a phone. They were incredible seats. And I I sit down, and for starters, I guess I was one row, two – too far down. And so all of a sudden, two people come, they're like, yeah, you're in our seats. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm in row K or whatever. Like, no, that's this row J. So then the lady behind me, she's like, oh, yeah, you bought bought my extra ticket? I'm like, I guess I I did. And she was very energetic and all this. So I, I move up one row, sit there, start talking, say what we do for a living and everything like that. And she's like, oh, and she's like, I'm a huge Mahomes fan, and she's like, the Raiders fan. I'm from LA, but I hate the Raiders. And she says, you know, they're they're just super trashy. But yeah, anyway, so we go through this whole thing. <laughs> I um, guess don't give her that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, so the,
6: you guys really do agree on the Raiders. Good so start. we're we're
5: talking, and it reminded me of the the whole Pedro thing from last year when you guys were at the sushi restaurant. Because she's like, she's like, are you going to the boxing match on Thursday night? Like, she's full of energy. Are you okay. going? To I'm like, what boxing? She's a top rank. She's like, top. Bay. I'm like, uh, she's like, you're going. She's like, and in we you're have going, a party I know. Thursday that's night. what I. And so I'm like, she's like, you're, you're going to the after party as well. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, let me know if you have, game, have any trouble getting in. She hands me her business card. And much like Pedro and them, she's like some advisory board member. Because okay, we looked up David and Pedro. They really did have the she, job, they said. Her name was Victoria. She's oh, on some Victoria. advisory board. And then I looked, and she's well-connected in the politics here in town. She knows the mayor. I said we're doing a party at Circa. And she goes, hey. And I forgot the guy's name. She goes, hey, hey. He's, he's going to be at Circa. Oh, he's the lead concierge at Circa. He'll take care of you. So she just knew everybody, <laughs> this whole thing. So now if we want to go to boxer or anything, should we take her up on the offer uh, after our party She got anything Thursday? for us Friday or Saturday? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to text her and be like, hey, do
6: you have any ins on
5: some parties this weekend? Well,
6: let's see if you can do any better than what we ended up with David and Pedro, in which we never saw those gentlemen again and presumably never will see them again. So you can have round two. It's your turn to find okay. out whether or not a person you met in a random situation in which you just was appear in an NHL game and all of a sudden she's <laughs> apparently incredibly well connected.
5: The so the entire so row like there you could tell there's a lot of wealth. Okay? A lot lot, lot uh, of wealth. She was she showed me her phone, she's like, Oh yeah, the here's my, my, my private driver. He's texting me about when to pick me up on driver. Thursday. I'm like, Oh, okay,
6: okay. She had like yeah. season tickets yes. to the nights. Yeah, there oh, are uh, season t- t-
5: those seats. Yeah. No, those are her season tickets. Okay, so yeah, she yeah. probably
6: does have some cash. Well, yeah, clearly. Well, I thought well, David and Pedro had money. Dude, yeah. they were th- we were slinging sake. They were, like, buying stuff. Yeah. They look they – look, you know how people uh, – there's a difference between, like, look, I'm wearing a T-shirt right now and you're in a button-down, but, like, this is a nice shirt. <laughs> but there's a difference between this is a nice shirt, and then you can tell somebody you're, like, okay, that's, like, a $700 shirt. Of you course. can tell the yeah.
5: difference. Yeah, yeah. You can just look at somebody they were and be, all like, very nice. you're not just money a
6: little bit. You're money across the board money.
5: They, they were They were all very, very nice and asking okay. about what we, yeah, what we do and all this kind of stuff and – and what we were staying, and that's how the whole circuit thing came up. And so we'll see. I think I think it's worth a, a, a text though to see what else we can yeah, get into, it? right? But no, the, the seats were great. They were in an area where like you, they they were their not the club level, but they were like their their premium seating. So I'm guessing she each game those tickets probably she's got four of them. I'm guessing it's a thousand dollars a game easily, if not. Uh, those tickets are probably five hundred a pop. So what, two grand every single game at least? Yeah, I mean, and the bartender there. It's from Overland Park. He carted me. <laughs> what? He carted me and yeah. Overland it, Park of all
6: places. Yeah.
5: A lot of people asking about. Weird. Is she available? I believe I couldn't. I didn't see her ring, but I think she. Oh. She's also a little bit so old. she's get a sugar. She's mama. Also a little. Sugar older. mama. She's also a little bit old. She got the money to throw around.
6: Spoil you a little
2: bit. She was you about know? her kids. Bison she was shirts. talking about her
6: kids being my age.
2: That's how sugar mama's just, like it. They like to date people. That are, their
6: kids can hate you because it's like she's dating this younger guy. She's using all of our inheritance money on this guy, Alex, from Kansas City. That's a dream scenario, really, for you. Well, yeah. I don't know about for you, but at least for somebody.
5: I mean, look, for, for, for this week, I'm all about getting into as many parties as, uh, as, yeah. as possible. Let's get you so a little sugar
6: just mama just, for the weekend. <laughs> we got to get you on the apps later, anyway. You that can look for happen. someone age appropriate if you want first. Yeah. <laughs> but then later. Let's set
5: the let's set the you know, the age range in a certain spot. Uh that it's a little little appropriate for that. That would be true. But no, it was not a bumble date as the text line is asking. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Just so you went just to, happen, go n- just happened to the sit, happened to sit in, in good seats, which means you were around maybe quote unquote important you know, important people. So that that's the that's the thing.
6: Our big game coverage brought to you by Community America. Go to Community America. Credit Union, the private exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com.
5: All right, as we continue our radio row coverage, we welcome in Rich Cannon. Of course, spent many years One in of, Say City. it, say it. One of our own. One of our One own. One of our well, own. Wow, well, Rich, it. I don't want to – I mean, I'll be honest, though. They brought me back. I didn't go to the media party last night, and they brought me back
8: – this wait Raiders what? Hat. Wait what? They were
6: handing them out. How is that even allowed to be on set? Well, well I just had a trash can. I thought it'd be nice to give. Him, he did briefly have a trash can. You can't say that to Rich Cannon. He at I least did, well, played for both.
8: He did. He did. Which one did you I'm, like I'm more? A be I'm a tweener. I'm a tweener. You know, I love both of them. I, you know, I, I played for four years for Marty Schottenheimer, and I was just I, what a great experience. And I also played for Lamar Hunt and got a chance to to meet Norma and spend time with them, and and obviously Clark. But uh, we won 13 games in two of the four years that I was there, 13-3. You guys know the whole story. Uh, we got to get to the playoffs. We lose to the Colts with Steve Bono. We lose to the Broncos with Elvis Gerbach. And I'm standing there on the sidelines going, all right, let's go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. There were some great teams. So many. If you were to ask me who my favorite teammates are, like Dave Zott, Tim Gronhard, John Alt, Marcus Allen, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, I could go on and on about all those great guys. Uh, you know, Neil and Derek and and you know, Dale Carter, James Hasty, Mark Collins, Danny Salamola. I mean I could go they were they were just they were the best teams that I played on. They were so much fun.
6: You played with Tony Gonzalez and obviously the Chiefs continue their fantastic tight end run for a franchise with Travis Kelsey, just offensively. How much harder is it to guard a team when they have that level of receiving threat at tight end?
8: Well, you know, with the rule changes that, that have happened, especially in the middle of the field where you can't hit, you know, players up around the house, you know, now you know, there used to be a fear of going down the middle of the field. A lot of these guys now have no problem running down the middle of the field. And I think, you know, when you have the ability to attack in the middle of the field with a tight end and a matchup on a linebacker or safety, I mean, it's such an advantage. You think about third down, you think about the red zone, uh, you think about, some of those opportunities and matchups. You know, I always said a quarterback's, you know, best friend is a good tight end, and uh, the Chiefs have been blessed to have great great ones. I, I just think what's happening with Travis is really amazing. Um, it, to me, it looks like the last couple of weeks his legs are coming back. When you look at, you know, his explosiveness, his change of direction ability, his ability to get in and out of breaks, he's creating more separation. What we haven't seen earlier in the year was his run-after-catch ability, which was such a big thing. I think that's starting to come back a little bit. And I think he's going to be a big factor in Sunday Sunday night's game.
5: We're talking to Rich Gannon here. Our guests are brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. Seventeen-year NFL career. Got him right here. Career. That's right. Grab some right of that here. little official. Are you a hot sauce guy? No. Like a little hot? No, neither am I. I wasn't sure if you're a hot sauce guy or not. Overall, but uh, of course, uh, Cody asked you about Travis Kelsey. When you look at where Kansas City sits, though, in the the NFL hierarchy now, and do you ever think you? I mean, they're the villains now. They're they're the team that everybody's chasing, and I guess that everybody hates now.
8: You know, I just left the radio station over there in Boston with Scott Zolak, and you know, for for two decades, think about that. For two decades, the Patriots dominated the landscape of the AFC East and the AFC and the National Football League. Look what's happened in the last you know eight years with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's it's, it's utter dominance. Uh, Andy's done an amazing job. You got a quarterback that's special for the last five Super Bowls the Chiefs have been a part of, and, and uh, you know, it, people don't understand how hard it is to come back after you've won a division and do it again, or how, how hard it is to get back to a Super Bowl. Look what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles this year. They were 10-1 and at one point and just uh, pumped the brakes and, and, and had a, a screeching screeching crash into a wall to finish the season. I, I think it's amazing. You know, even in a year where the Chiefs had some issues offensively, they found a way to get get hot and get right at the right time.
6: Describe back to, like, I think you'd be a good example of it, because you say four to five Super Bowls. We're getting used to it in Kansas City because they go so often. But when you were in Kansas City, I mean, it had been three decades before they had competed for a Super Bowl. What was the mindset around the franchise then versus just like, hey, can we get over the hump? How hard or if that loomed over the franchise at that time? Because we're long past that in Kansas City now.
8: Yeah, I think the difference with those teams, quite frankly, you know, in, when I was there in the 90s, was the quarterback position. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, that's the position that held us back. I, you know, I love Steve Bono. was a great guy, but he couldn't get us over the hump. Elvis came in, another great guy, couldn't get us over the hump. And so, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I left. I mean, I wanted—I knew I could do it. And I just wanted the opportunity to do it. And for whatever reason, I wasn't given that opportunity in Kansas City with Carl and, and Marty. But, you know, you got a guy that can – you, you have a, a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes – it's the best player, not the best quarterback. He's the best player in the NFL right now. And he has the ability to put a team on his shoulders and carry them to the finish line. He has the ability when things aren't going well around him to create and manufacture offense on his own. That's, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. And I think that makes him so special and so unique. And I think what happens is when you're Travis Kelsey – When you're one of these young receivers, when you're a defensive player, when you know that you've got Patrick Mahomes on your team, regardless of how the game starts, regardless of what the score is at halftime, you know that you always have a chance. And that is a very powerful, powerful feeling and and confidence that the Chiefs play with.
6: What's your confidence on the other side? How do you feel about Brock Purdy's game? I know that this turns into the he's a game manager versus he's a superstar quarterback. Part of it with the limited evidence we have, because he still hasn't been a starter that long. How good do you think Brock Purdy
8: is? Oh, I, look, I get one of those votes for the NFL MVP. He was in my top five. I mean, he's had that type of season. There's, there's I mean, just there's, there's no way around it. He, he played really well. I mean, he was perfect five and zero last year, coming in off the bench for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he had surgery in the offseason. He's come back. He started out the season five and zero. They went through that stretch where they went through a little bit of a struggle. He struggled against the Ravens. But he's come back and played really well. Didn't play particularly well in the first half against Green Bay or Detroit. Came back and really played well in the second half. He's he's got to put put four good quarters together. But he's an impressive guy. He's he's never going to overpower you with his arm talent. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have that type of arm. He's only six feet tall. He has to beat you different ways. But he's very smart. He's got a lot of the qualities and tangibles you'd love at that position. Very effective quarterback within the system. You know, this whole thing about game manager, it's just a a disrespectful term that people want to throw around. We're all game managers at the end of the day, (laughs) but some have the ability to put a team on their back. Look, he did it last week. They fell behind. He brought the team from behind. Don't count out Brock Purdy. He's a really talented player. He's starting to run a little bit more in the postseason. Yeah. Is
5: that just we, – we've seen it from Mahomes too. Hey, when everything's on the line, you just do anything you can. Is that, what, is that what's happening here for Brock Purdy now?
8: I think he's an instinctive player. The, 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 thing that's, the thing that he struggles with, if you go back and watch the tape against the Packers and and the Lions, he is only six feet tall. He's six feet and a half. Push up in the pocket, it, up inside, really affects him. He can't see. He, you can't see over the, the, big, the big rush chris jones if chris jones could push the pocket and make things difficult on purdy that that, that could be a factor you know he's, he's he moves well enough but he doesn't have the great ability that you know josh allen or patrick mahomes has but but uh, he could be effective but he's not the biggest guy and i think where he really struggles is when you get pushed pushed not necessarily off the edges but up inside that could be really effective against a guy like brock purdy well
6: it feels like i mean chris jones as you mentioned probably oh. about as good as any at doing that i I'm curious, I guess, from the player side of this, we've seen him in the postseason now come to another level, Chris Jones. And, look, I, we make the jokes because it's like, well, he's got a million dollars on the line for every game. But I don't think that that's a joke. I mean, I watched him in week 18 with a million dollars on the line play one of the more dominant halves I've seen an in interior defensive lineman play in the last five years in the league. It's hard not to think about that kind of stuff when it's that amount of money, isn't it?
8: Yeah, I, look, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what – each individual player's motivation. is I know that this guy loves football. I know that when it when it, the lights come on, he shows up and plays. And I also know this: the bigger the game, the better he seems to play. I think when you look at what he did last week against the Ravens, the push he can, he can create, how disruptive he can be inside, how he plays the run. You know, I think I think when you look at his body of work throughout the course of a season. You would say he could be a dominant player when he wants to be. He, his motor runs a little hot and cold sometimes. You know, that would be the one constructive criticism that I would have. I think he's a, a phenomenal player. I'd love to have him on my team. But, you know, like you said, he, his, his motor, you know, like you watch the end of the game against the Ravens, he, he wore down. You know, you, you, you chase Lamar Jackson around for 60 minutes, that's hard to do. But uh, I, I think he's going to be a, a real difference maker in this one.
5: All right, before we let you go, as we're talking to Rich Gannon here on 610 Sports Radio, it is time to get your game prediction brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas
8: City Chiefs. How do you see this one playing out? This one's easy for me. A lot of people have been talking about San Francisco's roster. They say they've got better skilled players. They've got better personnel. It is what it is. I, I think Kansas City's got the better defense. The 49ers have not played particularly well on defense, particularly against the run in the first half against Green Bay and Detroit. Packers rushed for over 100. The Lions had 140-some rushing yards in the first half last week. So uh, I really like Kansas City for a number of reasons. I think their defense to me is the big reason. Patrick Mahomes is the other big reason. And I, I say now that we're in Vegas, I'm not a gambling man. I don't place bets. I don't have a wager on this game. But if I had my last $5 to put on the table, I would never, and I say never with a capital N, bet against Patrick Mahomes. Why would you? How could you? The guy has, if there's one player in the NFL that you would want in a got to have it critical situation, and I've asked hundreds of players on different teams, they all say the same guy, Patrick Mahomes. Why would you bet against Patrick Mahomes? I
5: think people are finding that out here close. He's 10 1 1 against the spread as an underdog, Rich. So I think people are finding out pretty quickly uh, you don't want to count that guy out.
8: I think there's, you know, I was talking to a casino owner the other day, and I think a lot of people were surprised when that spread came out. I know I was. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of money thrown on the Chiefs here in the next couple of days.
6: It's just one of those, if the Chiefs are underdogs, I'm putting money on it. Like, if I'm getting points and yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I'm good. I'll put some money <laughs> on it and take my chances.
8: You guys are the best. Thanks hey, for having me.
5: Thank you. Rich Gannon, of course, NFL MVP, 17-year career in, Kansas, or in the NFL with Kansas City and Las Vegas, and always good to get his insight on the quarterback matchup with Brock Purdy. And Patrick Mahomes here from Radio Row, and yeah, the that that the spread has been pretty steady. I mean, the, the, it has. The it went down. It uh, got closer. At for one a minute. point on Monday? I guess Monday of last week, right after the, the Super Bowl matchup was known. Some people thought maybe it would go down closer to uh, to Kansas City and maybe get to a pickup It's not. I mean, it's, it's not going to be. It's it, it's not going to be that. Kansas City's going to be an underdog officially by the time this game kicks off.
6: Rich. Should have gotten an opportunity in Kansas City. We know that now. Obviously, had an MVP season after leaving Kansas City and playing for the Raiders. He is a lot like uh, the quarterbacks that I lump in. Of look, he was a very good quarterback. Um, They've had some good quarterbacks over the years. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. They had tried that end of veteran quarterback who's pretty good. And when the talents all around, this stuff we say about Brock Purdy. When the talents all around you and things go well, you can win a lot of games. Gold. But he's an example of why, like, you go for Patrick Mahomes because when you swing big and hit big, God, it's just so much more likely you can be in these games consistently. That's not even a knock on him. He, he should have gotten way more opportunity here, but oh, yeah. he's kind we, of like he's the type of quarterback where you're like, yeah, you can win a lot of football games, but can you win Super Bowls consistently? And the answer typically is no in those situations. Yeah, I
5: mean, we know the story with Rich Gannon. And oh, and yeah. Obviously, the wrong decision was made on the Chiefs in yeah. the <laughs> to, say, yeah, to, say, to say the least, and Rich went on to have a phenomenal NFL career. Not as does uh, great work for CBS Sports Network and also Sirius XM uh, NFL Radio, so good to have him join us from Radio Row and Big Game Coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive Banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Don't forget, coming up around 1130, Bobby Wood Jr. going to join us fresh off that contract. Nate Taylor still to come today. Jake LaZar, Ross Tucker as well as we're just getting started here. Day number three from Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thinking of the Raiders, though, there was a weird comment from Mark Davis about The facility usage uh, for the Chiefs. We we had Clark Hunt on yesterday, and he mentioned, you know, seeing all the the Arrowhead uh, logo around the building at the practice facility and all that kind of stuff. And Mark Davis, there was a quote uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle, and he was asked about it. He said, quote, those players, talking about the Chiefs, those players might be leaving their business cards in the lockers, Davis said, (laughs) implying that the Chiefs players will be so impressed with the facility they might want to join the Raiders. And he takes pleasure that the Chiefs will be in Vegas knowing that we kicked their ass here on Christmas Day. Okay. That's from Mark Davis. There's a lot of, lot of stuff there. Number one, who cares what happened in the regular season, Mark? The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. In your that, building, that's dude. That's all that matters.
6: Okay, so yes, the Raiders facility is obviously nicer than the Chiefs facility. If that's the point he's making. I'm sure. Congratulations. You can win the offseason. Hang the banner. You know what? Put it up in Legion Gold. One big banner. Nicest building 2024, congratulations across the board. Because that's all it is, dude. Hanging a banner for nicest building. Look, someone Photoshopped this for me so it can look nice. (laughs) But, I mean, are you kidding me? That's your argument? You think they're going to leave their business cards behind because the locker rooms are nice? The argument for doing that, when they're actually playing in the Super Bowl, like, well, we got your ass on Christmas Day. I got to be honest with you, man. We don't care. Why would we care? You know, in the immortal words of Stephen A. Smith, (laughs) we don't care. It doesn't matter. Because... They are in the Super Bowl with a chance to win their third Super Bowl in five years. Yeah, They're in their fourth it. Super Bowl in five years. You think MVS is like, man, these lockers are nice. Looking for a gig next year. Well, he might be. But well, um, he will be. But like you already know, yeah. he said, he'd rather play with the Chiefs for his life.
5: Well, yeah, you like that. I'm sure. Well, Pat, yeah, you'd like to have Patrick Mahomes the rest of his career. I'm sure you well, would. You've had, you've had Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes so far in your career. So, yeah, I'm sure you want to stick with the uh, future yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback track record that you're. Uh, that you're on. MVS, yeah, th- that's fun. The example you gave might be the one actually. He might actually end up. That, right? might, that might be the one that player that ends up as a uh, as a Las Vegas Raider. Otherwise, yeah, they're not thinking that whatsoever. They know their franchise they play for can actually get you to Super Bowls. The Raiders can't even get to the playoffs. The Raiders can't win the division. So that was just a weird comment from Mark Davis.
6: Very weird. And they didn't have the – I thought the offseason from the Chargers was a lot better than the Raiders. Not that there's anything wrong with Antonio Pierce or some of the – older head coaches he's bringing out. Yeah, I thought the Chargers had a better offseason. But, I mean, gosh, this division is full of victory. Like, whether it's doing a lap around Arrowhead or being like, well, we beat you on Christmas, or the Chargers being the offseason champs 10 years in a row, it's like, y'all might want to start winning a single playoff game. The Chiefs have more Super Bowl, play, Super Bowl appearances than probably combined playoff wins from the Broncos, Raiders, and – uh and chargers in the last 10 years combined
5: yeah and as the text line points out his quote is also just wrong because the chiefs they got their ass kicked yes on christmas day but it was at arrowhead it wasn't at allegiant stadium for that either so he wasn't even in their stadium that didn't Uh, happen the chiefs were at home unfortunately when when that occurred Good point
6: by legend on on twitch by the way He just said you know what good thanks for the we needed that reset to our season if anything you helped the chiefs by beating them on christmas day it's a wake up call.
5: Cody Ingold brought to you by the Farmers Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com no magic. We're still just getting started here from Las Vegas. Up next, though, one thing that we say a lot about the Chiefs and what could happen if they revert back to some old ways, the same thing could be could be said about the 49ers. We'll get into that and uh, check in on our confidence next here on Cody Ingold. Damn. 11 o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold live in Las Vegas. Alex Gold, Cody Taps, Drew Nixon with you. Bobby Witt Jr. going to join us in about a half hour. Coming off that 11-year extension. He'll join us exclusively here on 610 Sports Radio, your home of the Royals. Spring training. Really, next week, a lot of the guys start going out to Arizona. We'll ask Bobby about his decision-making process to stay with Kansas City long-term and how big of a factor the offseason was. J.J. Pocolo told us yesterday that was a huge part of it, what, th- what they were doing this offseason as an organization. But we'll ask Bobby firsthand about that as we continue here from Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit Shelter Insurance to learn more. You guys were walking around during the break a little bit. I saw your tweet, Cody, as well. You both ran into uh, Gronk.
6: Yeah, Gronk was there. He had a cocktail, like a, oh. like a brightly <laughs> oh, colored wait. cocktail in his hand. It is 9 a.m. It's Vegas. now she's got a full bar. Kate K. Adams sat over there. has got a full bar, so I respect it. I've got no judgment. It looked like he was getting ready to go on her show, and then it was a uh, Bert Kreischer. I think is his last name. I that's right. He's a comedian, a well-known comedian who hosts a podcast as well. He looked like he was on set. Good crowd started to show up, and then we get to play the game of that guy looks like an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> which athlete is it? And I am really bad at that game. Other so than like, the obvious ones, yeah. You're like, yeah. hey, who is that? I'm like, "Wow." Oh, other, other,
5: other than the very obvious ones.
6: yes, yeah, yeah. Look, and especially when the football players, man, they put on helmets. I don't remember what your face looked like.
5: I will say, though, in Vegas, nothing wrong with a cocktail at 9 a.m. or 9.30. That's okay, the one so spot where nobody's going to judge you.
6: Do we need to sneak in drinks for Club 610 on Friday, or can we simply just bring them in and nobody's going to say anything?
5: Well, we go through security, but they don't I don't think they're going to say anything. We go through security, we br- you know, the backpacks go through it and everything, but they don't actually check the inside of them other than for, you know, scanning, you know, scanning cuz so I think if you just bring in some cans of beer, or something, like a six pack, I, I, mean, I don't think I you packed. I don't think you can bring in a handle of you know, I can't roll uh, the pony keg. <laughs> to yeah, the yeah, side of this yeah. Thing? I don't think you can do that. Could okay. you imagine if we actually got a local brewery in Kansas City and we just actually somehow got it shipped here or partnered up with the distributor a distributor? Little and pony we, keg? And we had a keg next to our table and it just to tap and you could just come by and tap some beer. I'll and be honest, we'd be very, very popular, popular <laughs> yeah. especially
6: on a Friday Something here in Vegas.
5: Something tells me the NFL wouldn't like that.
6: Let it be known, I packed. The Club 610 signed to Vegas. I put it in Hopefully my it suitcase. Break. Hopefully it no, break. No, in good shape. I already unpacked it.
5: Okay. Do you, have, together do, you, just fine. do you turn it on before you go to bed, like a nightlight? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, do you, <laughs> I'm going to
6: invite people over to my room for a party and then just turn on the Club just 610 Flip the switch light?
5: on. Hey, look, Fremont Street, we can all hear it from our, 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 oh, our, yeah. our hotel rooms. I mean, my goodness, till about 2 a.m. It's just boom, 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 just constantly. And then you get a little drums usually around midnight, 1 a.m. or so. Last night was quieter. Do you guys agree? Last night it wasn't a as loud on Fremont Street. A bit. So it was a little bit that different. Tuesday.
6: I guess not the hold over from the Monday people, yeah. but not early enough for the weekend people. That's we'll be back at it tomorrow or Thursday. Don't worry.
5: That's probably right. Uh, let's get back into to this game on Sunday because so much is made of what happens if this comes back up for Kansas City. But the 49ers, after being dominant for much of the year, they had – a lull in the regular season due to injury probably more than anything else. And then these last two playoff games, yeah, that second half against the Lions was extremely impressive, 27 unanswered. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. But they've looked like a flawed team. They, they've struggled
6: out of the gate, And I don't care. Like, I, I know that I'm supposed to be like, well, they're not playing their best football. And what has it cost them? The Chiefs didn't play their best football for a big stretch of the year, and they're still in the Super Bowl. The 49ers' worst stretch came early in the year and then now have come – during these two playoff games, both of which they won, and one of which, as you pointed out, they pretty much scored four unanswered touchdowns in a row. So I know it's easy. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you want to be like, well, they're not playing good football, and we are. Relax. That does not matter for this matchup. The 49ers have played consistently some of the best football in the entire NFL this year. And, yeah, they slogged through a couple of things. You could just chalk that up to Brock Purdy inexperience. Well, doesn't but, that matter? I mean, that I mean, I mean it does, but he got through those games. Like,
5: like but can do? That? We all would agree, though they can't dig themselves the hole that they found them. You know, in no, the divisional round cannot. or the the NFC Chiefs
6: game. defense, and not against him in general. But I do think that I want to wash that away and not focus on the fact that well, they're not playing very good because still not playing very good for them was two wins, two wins against good opponents, two teams that were playing well going into the postseason. I hear you, and they knocked them both out. I just don't know that that's going to be. The fact that, and you know, the fact that the Chiefs have played better going in, or in this postseason than them, doesn't really sway me. I get hung up on the quarterback stuff all the time because Mahomes versus Purdy seems like such a massive advantage versus the other quarterback matchup.
5: It's just, it's just weird to me though, because you know, we, we we look at the Chiefs and we talk about the regular season and how it's this build up to the postseason and ultimately can they get it figured out by the time you get to the postseason and can you be playing your best football by the postseason and Andy Reid probably does that better than anybody so then when I look at the Niners and at times especially with their win or their 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 performance for much of the season with the exception of the Ravens game other than that they, they they were playing at a very high level all year so for them to struggle in the postseason it's kind of it's backwards though like, I'm not telling you the Chiefs are going to go just roll over the 49ers on Sunday. That would surprise uh, me. That would surprise me as well. But it's still not the normal path, right? You would, you would agree? I mean, You would normally Chiefs think are, they're
6: just going to be playing their best football. The Niners
5: have looked no. extremely vulnerable in the playoffs.
6: I think arguably they should have lost both games. The Packers had to have woken up Monday morning and be like, we blew it. We blew that game. We had them. We had the Niners, and we blew it. And you know that the Lions felt that way because they could have had a three-score lead, decided to go for it. They could have had a three-score lead, and did, I think, at some point still, have a three-score lead on the 49ers and let that one get away. I understand, but you have said before, and I think that this is probably true of them and why I, I, I let them off the hook a little bit for this, which is you said before, I don't care you win in the postseason.
5: Just would, yeah. Because that's the
6: truth. I don't care the 49ers won. I don't care that they were behind or that they looked like the worst team for a half. That team won both. And that says a lot about their talent, how good of a team they are, their ability to come back in those situations, that even when they weren't playing their best, they were still beating the best teams in the NFC. Now, I'll be honest, I don't think they'd have gotten through the AFC playoff field if they played that brand of football through the AFC thing. But now we're down to the final game.
5: So, you're right. I have said that, which is you know, just, just find ways to win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're if you're the team and you advance yeah. and all that. But then when you're getting ready to look it at does, the next yeah. game, like I think we would agree, they can't play the same way and win again. So yeah, it doesn't. You don't you don't have to apologize for how you played against the Lions or anything because you did. You won. The question though is, can they play the same way that they played against the Lions and beat Kansas City? And they, the answer is no. The, in the second half, sure, you know, they were great. Well, yeah, you can't <laughs> play four. You, you got to play four quarters that way and that that's to me the difference uh, but yes the the postseason struggles uh, I think are really interesting for for San Francisco it's probably you're probably actually where you know the books are at Cody with the why the Niners are favored still because they're not they're books not looking, the whole they're, year. they're not looking at uh, what happened in the postseason as much as hey the entire year they graded out and, and ranked out way way better than Kansas City for you know 18 games
6: I apologize for not warning Isaac ahead of time but we're going to hear from Brett Veach here in just a second because he was on the morning show, and obviously he did the same thing Clark Hunt did with us yesterday and everything else. Stop. Anybody. Do not take anyone serious who suggests the possibility that Andy Reid is retiring. I mean, literally everyone who knows him talks to him every day, sees the man consistently, is like, well, that'd be news to me. And that included Brett Feach this morning. But he was talking about the offense, and I thought it was interesting to get his perspective on it because he's the man who you know put it together, right? And then – this is what he had to say on the morning show about what took this offense a while to find itself.
9: some years, you hit on what you think uh, right off the bat. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow car racing a lot, but sometimes you know I'll unload the car off the truck and it's fast, and sometimes you make a couple pit stops, and, it, and, and you think you're in the right direction, but actually you made the car worse. But you bring it back in, and then you go in a different direction, and it's one of those things where if you keep the car on the track, right, and if you don't have a wreck, you keep the car on the track, and you just keep making the small adjustments, and, and then you let the drivers, which would be Coach and Andy, you know, they'll they'll bring it home. Um, and I think that's what this staff did. They we just we were massaging small adjustments throughout the course of this race, and um, you know we have this thing dialed in now here, and, and we feel confident. Um, you know, um, one more again, one more game to go, and it's going to be a lot of hard work. But you know, I think you know the the mindset of this team is is is, is really good, and I, I know these guys are playing fast, and they're as confident as they've been all year.
6: I think for what's
9: really important about that
6: is, like, we've got this thing humming now. He doesn't mean that this is an unstoppable offense similar to that of the years past, but that it took till after Christmas or a little before Christmas to find their identity. Like, he was talking the car. He's like, well, that's too loose. It's not on the track. Like, uh, something's not right, and we have to keep figuring it out and doing these minor things until it's like, oh, this is who we are offensively. I don't think any of us thought going into a year with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, it would take this long to find yourself. Of course not. But they did. They know their identity. Now, can the 49ers take them out of that? We'll see. But, I mean, they know who they are offensively now.
5: That was the the story for the first, I don't know, 14, 15 weeks of the season. Everybody felt like from the outside that by week eight, you kind of started to tell that they weren't going to be the same team from years prior, that they needed to adjust, and it, it took them a lot longer to do that. I, I love you mentioned mas- like massaging the roster, almost like Dade Morse comments from back in the yeah. day about massaging the roster. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's kind of that's where my why mind. Why does every is I don't every know person it, it, in charge it, it,
6: of rosters here talk about massaging them? I,
5: I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, that, that's exactly what happened though across the season. They they slowly got to where they needed to be, and ultimately it worked out. They stopped trying to be a team that they weren't, and so I think that's that's probably fair, and it's why next season even, when they go out and hopefully in the offseason find some other wide receivers. But is it going to click right away in, in week one? I know we're used to that in the past. I think now there's probably an expectation and a little more understanding that, okay, if it does take them a little longer, again in the month of September and October, like there's going to be way more confidence than ever before that by the time they get to December, uh, or I should say January, not December this year, it wasn't even January. Ideally, they'll
6: solve the wide receiver. Because, look, I'm not – what we talked about a wide receiver was not factually incorrect this year. It's just they've been able to overcome that problem. You would hope in the offseason, Gold, that they'll put better offensive pieces in place and it'll click a lot faster because that's part of what it was. The reason why it didn't click is simple. They didn't have the talent. Sky Moore didn't develop. Kadarius Toney didn't develop. MBS regressed, and Rasheed Rice was a rookie playing in his first NFL game by week one, playing in his only eighth NFL game by week eight, you know? So if that ends up being your number one wide receiver and the rest of those guys don't develop, well, shocker. It's going to take you longer than normal to find your niche, find your development. Is this the most, I think this is, I'll I'll speak for myself and then I guess you can answer, but this is the most confident I've been in the offense all year. And I know they're coming off a game, which we talked about yesterday, in which they didn't score in the second half against the Ravens. But for the last month, These three postseason games, those last couple of weeks of the regular season, this is the most consistent offensive football this team has played all year. This is by far the most confident I've been in the offense at any stage this year. And that includes, like, I don't know, right after that Bears game, or maybe you thought they failed.
5: Yeah, that was the Bears, so I don't think anybody was like, oh, my God. Maybe you thought it was, like, fixed I our that Monday point. Comment might have
6: been like, it's the Bears, relax. You might have
5: felt like, okay, they found something here, and, and we all know that wasn't the case. I, I, I do believe when you look at the tackle play, the offensive line play, in conjunction with not dropping the football anymore, yeah, how can you not be – confident with where they're at. I think there's a difference between confidence and everybody. No, nobody in Kansas City, I don't think, is suddenly saying, oh, they're going to go score 35 points and be back. No, we know that's not who they are this year. No. By the way, that's just not the formula to win when you have the defense that you have You right don't want to play that game. Um, that, that's not, you don't want the shootout. You, not you unless prefer, there's two pick sixes. Sure, yeah, that's then it. Then get to 35 yeah. Fine. Right, fair enough, fair enough. But yes, you, you have to be extremely confident in what you're seeing from them offensively because it's not just finding... Uh, uh, out that, hey, you know what, let's just key in on Pacheco Rice and, and Kelsey, but they've just got way better play out of the old line We stress that over and over. Um, Donovan Smith playing some of his better football this season, even though it wasn't a great year. Uh, Jawan jo- 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 Taylor has cleaned some things up. Uh, and the and way, they- thoughts out to him. Yeah, who announced
6: earlier morning. today that his mother had passed away just a few days ago. Yeah, jo- Taylor. Said he was dedicating this game to his mother. Thoughts out to him. That's a really tough thing to go through. And what ends up being like one of the most important weeks of your life too. It's like to have to go through that in the middle of this feels so devastating.
5: No, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible news that that came out this morning, uh, and they've had they've had a few you know f- few players in this week that have had some uh, dist- uh, it was distraction. The right word, I, I don't know. You know, the you know, Sneed wasn't there earlier in the week, and that was for the the birth of his his child. So they've had a few of these, and then obviously on the opposite end, terrible to hear. Uh, when it comes to Jawan Taylor's mother. But Jawan Taylor, he deserves credit for how he's been playing here recently, too. I mean, the, 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 this offensive line has been so much better in the postseason. I also think that is why we're talking about them being at a, at a much higher level. It's not its not just like, oh, suddenly they, Patrick Mahomes just started playing better. Sure, he's not turned the ball over. Why do you think he's not turned the ball over? He's got a little more time. Uh, he's got more confidence in Rasheed Rice. He's getting, you know, in the M V S in two games. He's come up with three Big-time catches for them.
6: I do like that Brett Veach, like, you think that we're a broken record about this? And he's like, look, I know that it's an old adage. Listen to Brett Veach talk about the confidence in the offense because of the lack of turnovers.
9: Turnovers, I mean, we were one of the worst in the league in regards to protecting the football. Now, you know, if you cut that in half and you give Pat Mahomes X amount of possessions more, well, then your yards is going to go up and then your points going to go up. So, you know, sometimes I know it's cliché-ish and, and people just take it for granted. Oh, well, you know, we just have to take care of the football well, that that's a big deal in this league, and, and these games are, are tight. And, you know, you protect the football and you don't commit half of those turnovers, well, you're going to be a lot higher in total yards and you're going to be a lot higher in turn of point, total points. So it was a situation where penalties and turnovers um, were just at, like, an all-time high for us. Um, fortunately, though, you know, in regards to just, you know, tweaking some things on both sides of the football, um, you know, I like to think that has played a factor into eliminating those mistakes, but... Um, you know, when we go out there and our guys are, are dialed in and they protect the football, and, you know, it it was comical because it wasn't even like we were losing, you know, the turnover. Like, we were getting destroyed in the turnover battle. I mean, you know, turnover margins, three, four, I mean, it was just ridiculous. So, um you know, as long as we go out there and we can eliminate uh, mistakes and protect the football, I mean, we're going to be in a position to win every game, and I think, you know, That's the beauty of the last few games here where, you know, emphasis on detailing the small things, you know, cut down the penalties, protect the football at all costs. If we do that, we'll have a shot to win. I mean
5: that that how many times during the season did, so did everybody times. say, "Hey, if they can just cut the turnovers out, that's the biggest thing they can the control." is, is like cut it the just turnovers out. Like a though.
6: sentence that didn't mean anything, yeah. you know.
5: But that was like the, they were never gonna. It was always like sounded so simple. If that's the, if there was between everything else that had happened, if the one thing if you could cut out was the turnovers, then then you feel like that's good enough to get you to the Super Bowl, and that's exactly what what did happen. You know, they had the, the turnover in the Dolphins game doesn't count as far you know. No, and, and that it was a it was, And then. And then McColl one, one the, does count. McColl Hartman, they're very, very fortunate. That goes back to the, where, this, where this defense is playing at such a high level.
6: I also think that it's not <laughs> – it is definitively causation, like directly related to the turnovers. They stopped throwing it to Sky and Tony and all the other guys who were giving the ball away. Rasheed Rice wasn't giving the ball away. Pacheco wasn't giving the ball away. They stopped throwing to the ancillary players. And what happened? The ball stopped being given away for free on that end. That's not a surprising development. We all should have probably seen that coming. I know, again, it sounds so simple, but it's also not wrong. And the reason why we got sick of saying that sentence in the year is because at some point, Gold, it felt like it might have been too late for that to just go away. And then in the postseason, I know they've had a turnover in two of the three games, but in the postseason... It mostly just went away. Because, again, the Clyde one didn't matter. So in one turnover in three games, and they're getting the ball away from the opponent, I don't care. They got the ball from Lamar.
5: Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll be joined by Bobby Wood Jr. He'll join us exclusively here on 610 Sports Radio. But it is that time of the show where we get to the Trash of the Day. Trash of the Day. This one's an update, guys. Cody, Drew, you guys remember we were talking about the, uh, the flight and the door that flew off the Boeing flight. And what you would be doing if you were on that particular flight? Would you fly again? Well, now we know, uh, according to the NTSB, the door. You know why it flew off? Okay. Uh, they installed it without the bolts. Turns out, you might, you might, <laughs> you, you, you might need those. Might be a bolts little problematic
6: on an airplane. Those are important. You would think so. Um, well, that's my nightmare. Uh, and also, uh-huh. Uh-huh. how does that happen? What safety check gets missed in which you thought, like, okay, like, this is the equivalency. We've all, except for Gold, who pays someone, but that guy did it too. <laughs> we've all put together a piece of prefab furniture that requires the little Allen Rich. And look, and we've all done, like, work on a car. I'll be honest. Every once in a while, there's, like, a washer or yeah, a bolt, don't and you're like, you're, like where you're, did like, this go? Eh, I don't know where this one went. If this thing doesn't seem wobbly. We're probably all good here. I'm going to tell you right now if you got, like, a handful of bolts left at the end of putting my plane together, you might want to find out where those go. <laughs> I'd like to double check to make sure that those are attached.
7: Did that cross your mind at all while we were on the plane? No. Th- th- this. Well, here's why it did.
5: us what second he- it did for me. Here, here's why it didn't, and that is because none of us ended up getting the exit row we wanted. We ended up not getting the wow. exit row seat. Use that window, but if you exit row would have been if it was an exit row aisle was available, which there wasn't, only exit row door. I'll I I'll, I'll be I don't think I would have sat exit door right next to the door because I also I, I don't well cause you would I, have a lot more space. You could've you could've what do you mean you would've you could've that, the exit door window <laughs> was I open. I don't think it was. Yeah, the, the there was I believe the oh, thing, I missed it. I the aisle wasn't that's why I kept going past. Because oh. I the exit the, the exit row doesn't do me any good unless it's the aisle. I don't I don't I don't
6: Or if it's the one on the window now where the taken, seat's in front. god, though, sure. that's a great seat. Yeah, of course that, that one's taken. That's a top five but seat on the plane
5: they did not have the bolts installed so yes uh, i know not wow. to scare anybody that's flying but that's that's exactly what happened
6: okay so they're going to check all the other planes well for man, bolts? they had remember
5: they they ground remember they grounded they a, bunch, yeah. a lot of them and they're, they're doing checks on those so yeah that's just a little trash
6: of the day update for you're welcome God You're your welcome. bolts that is i mean again that's like when you're building prefab bookshelves for your living room not <laughs> not building an airplane isn't there like i look I don't, i've never built an airplane isn't there a checklist? Isn't there like installed bolts, and you gotta like? Well, I don't think they're. Spra- I don't legs? think they're spreading out the you know the, the same instruction Isn't manual. Isn't that like one person's job? Door uh, bolts? I'm not sure.
7: It's assembly line, I presume. Like anything else, I guess if they didn't have the bolts, I'm surprised it didn't swing open sooner because they, they were in the, they were all the way up, right? They were in the air. Y- yes, fully. They had just taken over or something. Thousand? I believe they had just. taken oh, okay.
5: off. I don't think they, I don't know. They were at. They were at thirty. I don't think they were at thirty-five thousand. I don't remember the exact details on the. On S- the story, still, but yeah. yes, yes, uh, that, that makes sense. Why the door actually flew open? That is the trash of the day. Uh, if you are. <laughs> I don't know how to transition from that one. But if you are uh, heading out to Las Vegas, don't forget <laughs> tomorrow night we do have our party at Circa for our stadium. Maybe you're swim. driving. Uh, yeah.
2: Maybe you're driving. Or you're already Vegas. here so maybe you're. About maybe about maybe
5: you're already in Vegas. We do hope to see you tomorrow night at Circa Stadium Club. We will be having our party from 5 to 9 Vegas time, competing with our sister station 957 The Game out in San Francisco. You can still RSVP. It's free to enter if you are S V P. If you wear Team Gear, Chiefs Gear, you're gonna get a free drink ticket when you show up. Don't wear the don't wear the Raiders hat, please. Don't do that. Mm. But we wanna have more fans than the Niners fans out there. We're trying to compete with the San Francisco station. It is twenty one or over. I wanna point that out again. So if if you're thinking about it, you've got some kids, it is twenty one plus only at circa. But hope to see you guys. I talked to some of the folks over there, they said they already have hundreds and hundreds of RSVPs, so Woo! it should be a great crowd and a fun time. Hopefully, those are more Chiefs. I don't, I don't know what the breakdown is. I, I don't know. They don't know if they're Niners fans or Chiefs fans.
6: That's also going to be like pre club six ten six ten. I'll just tell you right now, if we're five to seven Vegas time, so seven to nine on Kansas City. Cocktails will be consumed during that. That's a looser version of Cody and Gold.
5: Always is usually when there's a few drinks flowing. <laughs> always, always tends to be that way. All right, coming up next, guys, uh, as we continue broadcasting here in Las Vegas, it is the Chiefs' run half hour, but a little different this week as Bobby Witt Jr. signed an 11-year contract extension. He joins us exclusively next. Go, oh. Back here in Las Vegas, Radio Row getting set for the big game. And our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at chiefschecking.com. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp with you, Drew Nixon producing the show. We'll get back to some Chiefs football in a little bit, but the story of the week in Kansas City, Bobby Witt Jr. signing that 11-year contract extension, and we're honored to have him join us exclusively right now on 610 Sports Radio. Our guests are presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. Bobby, it's great to have you on. First off, congratulations, and really, what's the last 48 hours or so
10: been like for you? Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys, for having me. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a whirlwind it's been awesome Um, just kind of taking it back to pretty much like draft day pretty much like my debut day but then now this so it's been it's been awesome
6: I think when we talked to JJ yesterday he had said that the offseason conversations about hey putting players around you spending this year making sure this team could start competing for divisions and for playoffs he said it was a massive deal for you what were those conversations like when they were asking you, hey, Bobby, what is important to you to make sure you stay in Kansas City?
10: Yeah, I think I just kept going on and on about just how much I want to win, and that's what I want to do, and I want to do it here in Kansas City. And so just with having conversations with J.J., Mr. Sherman, and just kind of about with the team too as well, just like what do we need to do? What's the next step we need to take? And then they kind of took that. We did that at the end of the year. They took that into the offseason. You see what they did with signing players. And so at that point it's like I want to be here. We want to win, and now I want to win here.
6: Bobby, I think it was about a year ago, Patrick Mahomes got asked about your contract, and he had said, he's like, well, you know, I'm one of the owners now, so I can't talk about it, but I hope he's here in the long haul. Who's the first person to reach out to you about the possibility of being here long-term? Because I assume it wasn't Patrick Mahomes.
10: No, it's just kind of coming with J.J., the front office, um, Mr. Sherman, and just all those guys just kind of. A mutual agreement, too, just because that's what I, this is where I want to be. I um, want to make this my home. And so, um, just being able to, to kind of now do that, it's, it's going to be special. And, but I know a lot of guys around will be like, oh, you guys, we don't really have a track record of winning. So, that's why that's, that's part of the reason why I want to be here. I want to be homegrown and want to win with this team. And it, if it's any team, it's I want it to be with the Royals. And so, that's why I feel like it's going to be a perfect perfect fit for me and uh, so just going to keep working to get better and each and every day and just try to keep bring back what they, what they had a couple years ago
5: it's got to be nice to, to have this done though too right before the season to, to not have to maybe answer questions from from those of us and and others but also you know worrying maybe about what the future holds to have a deal done before you even get to spring training is that just something that you wanted to also accomplish
10: uh, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. But really, if we didn't get a deal done, if we did, it was just kind of, I would just kind of focus on the season. That's where I'm at now. Um, now that the deal's done, not trying to worry about whatever the contract is, whatever this is. Now it's just about 2024. What are we going to do to get better today, um, tomorrow, and then what's what's next to come? And so, really, just trying to focus now on the present moment. Like, and like you said, just kind of getting it done before spring was good. And so now it's just focusing on baseball and the team.
6: Bobby, how do you handle the pressure or who do you talk to those things? Because, look, the weight of that contract, that's that's a lot. That can be a lot on some people where you're saying, hey, I want the pressure of making this team you know, play off-bound again or to winning ways again. How hard is it to keep the pressure off of yourself knowing you set a franchise record contract and to be the highest-paid player in Royals history by, by a pretty wide margin?
10: Yeah, I think it goes back to just I put so much pressure on myself coming up through the minor leagues as a high school kid. I've always kind of felt pressure and so really now it's it, this is the fun part I get to go out there play baseball be myself and not worry about anything else and so really I think this is hope. like what I believe in myself is just this is going to be the least pressure baseball I'm playing I just got to go out there do my job and worry about today the present moment and that's where I'm going to be at and so that's what a lot of guys who in the past I feel like signed contracts they kinda of get caught up in, oh, you gotta do more now that you're you're worth this dollar amount or whatever it is, but now I think it's just I just gotta go out there, be Bobby Wood Jr., enjoy the game, enjoy the moment and just take it day by day, stick with my routine, my preparation, and go out there and have fun.
5: We're talking to Bobby Wood Jr. here on six ten sports radio, of course, the big contract extension, the largest one in franchise history. This entire off season and what this organization has done, looking at the division makeup as well. what What is the vibe right now with your teammates before you guys even get out to spring training about the this, this potential turnaround here in 2024?
10: Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, just being able to see uh, meet a bunch of the guys at FanFest, be around them, get to know them a little bit, meet their family, and just kind of start with that. But I definitely think that a lot of guys want the, their goal are coming in here to want to turn around, turn this kind of – team around and win ball games and so like we I think Vinny said it we're not trying to prove anyone wrong we're trying to prove ourselves right because we know what we can do we know what's in our heart we know what we train for our preparation this offseason work we put in and we know how good we can possibly be
6: hey we know that when you signed your or when when Brady Singer signed like his contract when he got drafted he like paid off his parents debt are you gonna spend something on it I mean I know that You don't want it, like, burning a hole in your pocket, but, like, some new Super Bowl tickets or whatever you're feeling like. Do you buy yourself something to treat yourself with a contract?
10: Well, I've been been blessed and really fortunate throughout my whole entire life. So, I don't know, probably get my parents something, maybe my sister something, my fiancé, and let them kind of do what they want a little bit and then just kind of probably buy my parents dinner maybe tonight or tomorrow whenever we're going out before spring or whoever it is, so. Just being able to do the little things, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes down to whether it's paying for a, a meal for the team or whatever it is. And I think those are the cool things that you get to do along the way. And just being able to birthdays, Christmas presents, treat the family.
6: Well, this sounds like I got to be honest. This has got to be a big swing for the wedding budget.
10: You can do you can do whatever
6: you want now, Bobby.
10: <laughs> yeah, I leave, I leave that up to leave it up to Maggie just to see kind of what <laughs> she wants. But she knows she's not gonna. She's she's a simple girl like me. We're just two simple peas in a pod, and so we just kind of go about whatever we need, we need.
6: When you look at what the rest of um, baseball does, typically in a small market, Bobby, they don't spend this kind of money on one individual player that. We see it a lot in Boston or L.A. and those things. Do you take a sense of pride in the fact that, hey, you know what, we can work this out in a market even Kansas City side so that, you know, we can prove to these teams around the league that, you know, smaller market players can stay in the market that they're drafted by and, and stay stars for those teams.
10: Yeah, I think that Mr. Sherman kind of hit it on the head yesterday, just the, the ability to be able to go out and sign those guys that you come up with, and there's, there's always a way if there's a will. And so I think that maybe with this contract and the way it's structured and everything, maybe other guys will start doing it. And so I think it's just good for the game.
5: We're in uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl, uh, Bobby, and I know you were at the Super Bowl last season, if I'm not mistaken, when the Chiefs took on
10: Philadelphia. Do you have any plans to, to come up on Sunday to watch the Chiefs? Uh, as of now, no. I uh, kind of thought about it a little bit. Um, just I know it's how hard it is, kind of, to get in and out of Vegas right now, and uh, so if anything, it'd just kind of be, I don't know, go up there Sunday. But as of no, probably not. Um, the chances are likely not, but uh, you never know.
6: I feel like you could just go into Phoenix, right, and drive up, maybe take a road trip?
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's about three and a half hours or something. When,
6: uh, so when you look at like the things like Patrick Mahomes does, I know that we've talked a lot about we do these cross sports comparisons, but you've said like he's a role model for you in what he's done in the city. What is it specifically that Patrick Mahomes does that you want to emulate as far as how he treats the city of Kansas City, how he goes about his preparation, just his success generally in this city?
10: I think it's just first you've got to win. Once you can prove you can win and do that and bring home championships, I think you just kind of can the guy's the limit from there and just but how he kind of handles himself both on and off the field is great and uh how he's just a leader on the t- with his teammates and just how he's always talking to them and I've heard nothing but great things from teammates of his too and then people that work with him very closely and so it's just great to hear just he's not only just a great football player but a great person.
5: And when you see the, how the community treats Patrick Mahomes, and you're right, winning, of course, solves a lot of problems for, for everybody, but when you go to those Chiefs games and you go to the Super Bowl, Bobby, whether it's this year or in prior years, you've seen what the fan interaction is like and the fan support is like. How much does that fuel you guys, knowing that that support does exist in Kansas City?
10: Oh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. been able to go to some Super Bowl, or last year's the Super Bowl, uh, playoff game last year, game this year, and just seeing how the sea of red just comes comes around that city, and just they they show out for sure. And then being able to go to the Super Bowl after party last year, be around the team, be around the, the fans that are there too. And I'm like, I want to see this in blue. And so that definitely that's that's the goal. I think I saw Mr. Sherman there, and he was there, and that's what I told him. But yeah, definitely it's it's great to see. And then everyone who comes up to me is like, it was like this in 14 to 15, like, and even. Even people that were at the games in fourteen 15, I've been to Arrowhead a couple of times, and that place gets loud. They're like, it, it, gets, it gets up there with the Arrowhead. And so being able to play in front of fans like that, that's going to be something special.
6: We're speaking to Bobby Wood Jr., who did sign a record contract extension with the Royals. I think you'd mentioned in your press where we were talking about Mahomes texting you. How many texts do you get from people after signing a contract uh, like that? What do you got to respond to, 1,000, 2,000?
10: Yeah, I think the number was close to maybe four or 500. Um, but <laughs> I think... Right now, I look at my phone, I got 32, so I'm running it down. So I just try to – because a lot of guys are like, oh, I'll just get a good copy and paste text, but I feel like that's not real sentimental. just depending on who the guy sends them, whether it's an old baseball coach or a teammate or a Patrick Mahomes or whoever it is that's texting you. it's You just got to – I like to make it just kind of pure.
5: Dude, I, I didn't know if you got to a certain point where you get this, the two phones or the two phone numbers. Have you reached that point yet? It sounds like, I mean, the, the amount of text coming in, maybe you're close.
10: Uh, No, yeah, I haven't. Not yet. Still got just the one phone. Um, But I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it's already hard enough to keep up with one phone. I don't know. Yeah, true.
6: Well, look, you could just people will always understand instead of getting a second phone, Bobby, just don't respond sometimes. No one will think too much about it. Be Like, "Ah, he's probably busy. They'd understand.
10: Yeah, definitely. No doubt. For sure. Bobby,
5: appreciate the time. Congratulations again, and thanks for giving us some time. How do you see Sunday playing out, though? I guess if, even if you're not going to show up, how do you see the Chiefs and Niners game going?
10: I think it's going to be, I'd say more so, offensive battle. I just don't see the defense being able to hold up Mahomes and that, just what the offense has been. I think the Chiefs have played harder teams leading up to this game. Uh, they've had tougher battles, I really thought. Last week, the Ravens and Chiefs, that was the Super Bowl, and so I think they're going to come home with it. Um, 49ers are a good team. If they can stop McCaffrey, I think they, they win it by a good score.
5: There you go, Bobby Wood Jr. here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks
10: so much again. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one.
5: There you go. It's Bobby Wood Jr., shortstop for the Kansas City Royals, signing that record 11-year extension to stay in Kansas City, and uh, that's his game prediction as well. Presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs.
6: People are always looking for the funny things out of those things. Someone's like, he said, she's a simple girl like me. I'm like, leave Bobby alone. He just signed a $288 million deal. I didn't even pick up on that. You you and I, of course, (laughs) are incredibly excited about that. But you can just tell, when we'd asked JJ yesterday, I think this is the thing that stands out about Bobby is, look, you can pay a lot of different players for any sport. It is hard to decide the right players to pay sometimes with Bobby I don't think it was ever a question with Patrick Mahomes it was never a question You're like yeah of course they're superstar athletes they are leaders on the team they are tireless workers and they are grounded so it's like yeah that's the guy if you're going to give a chunk of money to somebody why wouldn't it be a player like Bobby Wood Jr. there are times in which it's very obvious the player to pay and I think in this case with Bobby Wood Jr. This was a no-doubter, a no-brainer, a don't-even-question-yourself before you give him the deal.
5: Yeah, I mean, J.J. was asked that question uh, both in the press conference and I think by, by you or, or me yesterday. Uh, the character part of it, too, is why you're not concerned and, and what he is just as a person. And then to go along with, of course, the incredible talent and already what he has done on the baseball diamond. And, and you, you, you asked him about what the future could hold with his own playing ability. And, and you asked J.J. Piccolo what the future could hold for his own playing ability going forward. And we haven't seen the best yet. You know, you've already seen enough to where you feel for good. Sure. Even if this was what he was or is, it doesn't have any improvement from here. You're already feeling great about it. But we all know that I think there's another level, which is what makes it really exciting, yeah, too. Yeah, if,
6: if he just stayed this player, you'd no, be like, ah, you're, that's you're pretty totally good. You're totally good with it. Okay, i got to pay him $30 it, million dollars a year for 30, 30 seasons? I'll live my life.
5: But also, it doesn't I mean, what, it's $2 million this year? They're... The, the bigger money doesn't kick in for a couple of years anyway because I mean, the no. first few years are still the remaining, you know, part of the, the original contract that he had.
6: That's why, you know, I always just wonder, like, I know you and I, like, you might sign a contract already and be like, ah, I'll get myself a bottle of bourbon or, I don't know, maybe a place an extra sport, whatever. Every once in a while you like to get yourself something small. I didn't know if uh, I was going to do anything different. It sounds like he wants to talk himself into coming to the Super Bowl, but he <laughs> hasn't decided yet. He's like, you know, maybe, I don't know, probably a long shot, but I'm still, you can see he's still, like, getting on the ticket website and be like, hey, what's that running? Well, would it cost me to get into Vegas. Yeah, it's harder to actually I mean the, the issue is getting is is flying in. I think you
5: know, something tells me he can make it happen if he wants to make it happen. You know? I would think so. You know?
6: I don't want to say for sure, but uh, yeah, probably. Bobby Wood Jr. Would probably find his way into Vegas one way or another, which is all that really matters. Thanks again for Bobby Wood Jr. for joining us. All of our guests, I guess including Bobby Wood Jr., brought to you by Spice and Foods the official spa yep. sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. Every single guest here on Radio Row, brought to you by them. And we've been handing out some of their great uh, hot sauce gift packs for all guests. You know how it is? You realize that some people are like, I don't know. And then like, there are people who are into <laughs> hot sauces. I think a lot of because because like, that Hot One show is so popular, you kind of want to try it on different stuff. I'm gonna, can I open one of these up and try it on the wings later? Well, what we, do you think?
5: They have some wings, or I said the fries, too. But, yeah, there's a little uh, Louisiana hot sauce, a little Harissa
6: hot sauce, and some garlic. I don't think any of those would work on the wings. Forget whatever sauces they're offering me over there. I'm just going to use these. Absolutely. i going to crack one open. They won't mind, will they? Spice and foods won't mind. We've got plenty of them, man. Okay. I mean, I, you know, we get just constant deliveries at the hotel. We have like seven things delivered to
5: the hotel. It's Cody's favorite. So ship it all back? Cody's favorite thing is, Actually, is the going down. Yesterday was much nicer. Is it, yeah, Cody loves going down to the security office at the hotel to pick up different packages.
6: Different security guy this time. Much kinder. I mean, still charge me. Still want my money for it, which is fine because now I understand that that's policy. But one guy was much nicer about it. The other guy seemed, like, perturbed about my existence. This guy's like, here you go. They're right here. Your you, never here know the know you, you never know when, you,
5: when you're catching somebody at the, at the wrong time. Right, Maybe some, just having a bad day. Some of that stuff happens. That old adage. Man. Some of that stuff definitely happens. Okay. Uh, reminder, coming up in about 20 minutes or so, Nate Taylor from The Athletic is going to join us. Also, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider. We'll get his perspective on this matchup. I actually ran into him, of course, right in front of the food. It's always, we always run into Ross Tucker. We're He's talking to him. It's always around the food. So, Ross will, will join us coming up at 1230 as well, though. I, I wanted to get back to the Chiefs for a second. Thanks to Bobby Witt Jr. for joining us. But though, when you think about the staffs, and the 49ers have lost their general manager. One of the assistants to their general manager, Adam Peters, goes to the commanders. Uh, the Chiefs a couple years ago lost Ryan Poles. The Chiefs this year uh, have Brent Tillis, who's going to the Carolina Panthers organization. But from a coaching staff, they continue to retain what I would consider the the, the key pieces. I know Eric bien Bieniemy right? left, but they, they were able to easily promote Matt Nagy, who was an OC in the past, had been a head coach in Chicago, came back for a year, Worked with EB and then got bumped back up. Steve Spagnuolo is not going anywhere. You look at these other teams. Th- th- I just saw the Ravens. You know, had lost a couple more pieces to some staffs across the NFL. I mean, the, the Chiefs continue to keep a stable staff, and I don't know if that is uh, Andy Reid and his experience that is doing that, or is it also the Mahomes effect? W- w- is it the Mahomes effect with that? I think
6: some of it is the Reid stuff. It is the Andy Reid is. Gets more of the credit. Mahomes also gets the credit. But, I mean, honestly, do we care? This is fantastic news for the Chiefs. that The league just decided, eh, we don't want any Chiefs coaches. Fine by me. What do I care? They've had one of the best staffs in the NFL for years. Hell, Brant Tillis is getting poached off of the front office. Also a rare thing. Like, they haven't even lost that many people. I don't understand it. I don't understand how that for years, any coach anywhere near the area of Bill Belichick was immediately at the snap of a finger being poached by other teams in the NFL. But nobody wants anyone on any staff. Not a young position coach. Well, Greg Lewis is maybe the most recent guy they yeah, lost he went, somewhere. He went to
5: Baltimore. And now
6: he's an O.C., right? So he's gotten or interviewed for an O.C. job. So he's maybe climbing up the ranks a little bit. It was one guy. Next year they're going to have their offensive coordinator again, their defensive coordinator again, their special teams coach again. All the guys directly under those How? they're not even losing defensive line coaches, offensive line coaches, their entire staff turns over like returns year after year. How much though is that also just that
5: because their seasons go so much longer, that a lot of staff well, sure want them to be assembled before what are we February you know, it'll be February 12th on Monday? You know I, I think that plays to their advantage a little bit. Because if you're a brand-new head coach, whether it's Raheem Morris or Harbaugh you're filling or whoever, out your staff before the you're, Chiefs. you're worried about waiting because you're not 100% sure that guy's going to sure. take the job. Then you feel like you're left without the, the number one or number two option. So I think it's a combination of everything. It's the stability of that Andy Reid provides. You're part of the pillar organization in football. You have Patrick Mahomes. Whether you're on the offense or defensive side, you know if you stay on a team as a coach that has Patrick Mahomes, you know you're, you're going to win a lot of games. And then I do think yes. the timeline plays a little bit of a role But here. if
6: you're on an Andy Reid's staff, you can't be thinking like, well, this is leading to a head coaching opportunity. It's just leading to being on a staff that wins a lot. Just as long as they're paying competitively, there'd be no reason to leave this organization. And I'm sure that they are, but, I mean, there'd be no reason to walk away if nobody's going to ever come poach you. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. How can this front office go to four out of five Super Bowls and, the, and they've lost two? They've lost polls. Like three years ago and just now, just now, Brant Tillis. Mike Bragonzi's still here. Like they, they're maintaining I mean, actually, such uh, big portions of their franchises. But we just went through I don't I
5: don't know if it's if you've actually stepped back and go through the reasons we were just giving. I I don't know if it's surprising. It's a combination yeah. of, of everything we listed. Plus one one other thing is the coordinators that he has had have not been young for the most part. You know, Mike Mike Kafka left as a quarterback coach to go be at O. C. with the Giants. But if you, you know, Eric Bieniemy, when he left the organization, he was a little bit older. Steve Spagnolo's a little bit older, and so I think that's part of it as well. It's not the next young and up and coming play caller. And if it is, it was again, it was Mike Kafka who went sure. over there. I mean, they they have lost pieces. Doug Peterson, of course, left. Here there, they lose some. So they have, but they haven't had an off season like maybe the Ravens just had, where you lose three different individuals. It's just every single season you're not going to, to lose pieces, um, but they've done a nice job r- retaining them uh, and, and being able to prop up guys and through promotions and other things in-house.
6: Yeah, I mean, look, good for, the, good for the Chiefs, bad for the rest of the NFL. You should be looking for someone who just learned this system because sometimes those guys, those guys are diamonds in a rough. You, you, you might not think it. Like Mike McDaniel was just a guy on a staff further down on a staff just a couple of years ago. The people who young learn, offensive mind though. Yeah, the people who like learn through and, and again because Andy's always going to get the credit, but Shanahan gets plenty of credit. You got to – Like I think sometimes if you're the Chiefs, I get why Spags or Nagy, right? Nagy had his run as a head coach. Maybe you'll get another shot. Spags a little bit older. Maybe that's not going to be the case. I understand. But the guys further down who know how to win, know what it's like to prepare with the Chiefs, understand what it's like to see high level quarterback play and offensive design. Those guys are probably worth taking a shot on, and even those guys don't leave. Everyone just stays here forever. It's great. I'm not going to complain, but it is weird to me that the rest of the league hasn't caught on.
5: We continue broadcasting here from Radio Row. Day number three, and we are still just getting started. Nate Taylor's been all over, what, Lake Las Vegas, keeping an eye on the Chiefs busy, yeah. as they've been doing that. Very busy. He's kind enough to join us. Coming up next, we'll get his perspective on what he heard from Andy Reid today, who was also asked for uh, relationship advice for uh, Travis towards Taylor Swift. We'll see. I doubt Nate Taylor asked that question, but we'll ask him about that too. Seems unlikely.
2: Next.
0: You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. What's trending? All right,
3: let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending.
0: Number one on what's trending, we continue broadcasting.
5: Live from Radio Row, our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card and Chiefs checking Com. Where things stand today, well, the, the news actually from Andy Reid, and we'll talk to Pete Sweeney and Nate Taylor a little bit later on about this, is that uh, Andy said that former offensive coordinator Eric Biennemi did actually talk to the team before the AFC title game of the week cool. Up was in some of the meetings with some of the players. Patrick Mahomes was asked about that as well and said they got goosebumps having them back in the building. Look, it can only help, and obviously they performed well in the AFC title game just from a motivational standpoint. Uh, Nate Taylor I running a little late out at the team facility, so he'll actually join us a little later on this hour, not right this second, but uh, it's a very busy time. Everybody's schedules are fluid, Radio Row Week.
6: Yeah, we gotta um, we got to be a little more understanding about the possibilities of who's going to join us when. But we'll make it work. It's okay. Next up on Watch Training, MLB and Netflix are doing their own version of NFL's Hard Knocks this season with Netflix spending all of the 2024 year with the Boston Red Sox for a docu-series, while producing a documentary on the historic 2004 World Series championship team. So they're kind of two birds with one stoning it, which means, yeah, let's get the old 20 years retrospective on that team. I don't know. I think we might be hitting the point of a little too many documentaries of, like, single individual sports teams, but whatever. If it's your team, since they did it, And if it's your team, (laughs) you'll watch it. (laughs) But I love this idea from this. Everyone's doing it. There's one for tennis, golf. NASCAR, the NFL, there's no reason not to do behind-the-scenes viewing. I won't watch it because I'm not a Red Sox fan. Sure. That's the only thing I would say. Like, NFL Hard Knocks, you got a better chance to watch it because NFL is king for everyone. If it's not my team on Hard Knocks, I'm not watching a second of what the Boston Red Sox are doing. I don't have a problem with them doing it, but it's not for me.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Hard knock style of show. It's why I didn't really watch even the NFL Dolphins one in season. You know, that it's not, It's not something that's Uh, For me, the way Hard Knocks used to be, maybe that Netflix can do a better version of it because Hard Knocks 10 years ago was great.
2: Maybe maybe
5: the the newer version that MLB is going to do with Netflix, that'll actually be a little more interesting. Baseball, probably more than any of these other leagues we've discussed, they need to show the personality of their players more and and open up and and, and cater to younger fans. So this actually could benefit them more than what I think Hard Knocks does now for the league.
6: What could be really interesting from, from a baseball perspective is it is a blend of cultures. Like, if you want to show several different sides, baseball is a more blended culture than anything else. I mean, you get people from a lot of different areas. It'll be interesting, at least from that end. I'll catch a, a little bit of it, but it could be interesting.
5: Next up on Watch Trending College Basketball, back in Kansas City, uh, Missouri Tigers hosting Texas A&M. I'll be honest, I'm way screwed up on my time zones. I think it would be at uh, 9 Eastern it's <laughs> uh, uh, 6 o'clock our time. Eight tonight! O- 8 o'clock tonight I think. We'll just stick with the fact that the Tigers are hosting the Texas A&M Aggies uh, th- <laughs> this evening in college basketball.
6: Don't think about it too hard, man, or yeah. it's going to make your brain break. I tried to schedule Bobby Wood Jr. on this show <laughs> two hours later than he was actually going to come <laughs> on because I got the time zone screwed up yesterday. If you missed that interview, by the way, check it out on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Next up on Watch Training, little news around Vegas yesterday as the mayor making news. Mayor Carolyn Goodman is it not exactly seem like uh, opening up the red carpet for the Oakland A's. She said yesterday, the A's should stay in Oakland. Quote, does not make sense. Quote, I personally think they gotta figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. She's pretty much telling them to kick rocks. As you know, they got plans to rip down the Tropicana site here in Las Vegas to get a baseball team here. They already got NHL, which you went to last night. Already got an NFL team in which the Chiefs will play in their stadium on Sunday. Mayor straight up being like, get baseball the hell out of town. I don't want them. What's weird about
5: this whole story, so she's the mayor of Las Vegas, but the strip where the Tropicana is and where the stadium is is not actually Las Vegas. So she's not even the mayor of the city of where the state That's why when you go on your phone and you check the weather, it says Paradise, Nevada. That's actually where the strip is. Like, we're actually not in Las Vegas, technically. We're in Paradise, Nevada. Okay? And so she's not even the mayor of
6: the, the city lo- in which she's. Correct. The even though we go. all say,
5: oh, mayor of Las Vegas. Yeah, but it seems important that the mayor yeah. of Las
6: Vegas is like. Yeah. Also, get she
5: expected to be able to stop
6: him. So that's. Yeah. Um, wheels are in motion. Too lately.
5: <laughs> yeah. Next up uh, is our huge party tomorrow night. Looking forward to this. If you are going to be in Las Vegas, the place to be tomorrow night from 5 to 9 p.m. is out at Circa Stadium Swim. This venue is. We've been telling you about it for well over a week now. It is incredible. It is so cool to watch a sporting event there. This screen—we drove by it. I-, I showed Drew. We drove by it. I don't know yesterday or whatever, and you can see it from miles and miles away. It's a football length video board. I might even be doing it a disservice, but it's basically that length. All sorts of games, pools. We're going to be broadcasting live from five to seven, but the party goes till nine o'clock. Our sister station, ninety-five-seven, the game. They're inviting Niners fans. We're inviting Chiefs fans. We're competing with each other. we got to have more Chiefs fans show up. You can RSVP for free at Circa's website. Also, if you check our social media, uh, at 610sportsKC, we've put out the link, at Alex Gold, at Cody B. Tapp. You can RSVP for free, and if you show up in your team gear, which you should anyway, you're going to get a free drink ticket. You want to take advantage of that. I was told yesterday they already have hundreds of RSVPs, I'm hoping those are mainly Chiefs fans, but we got yeah, we need you there. We We'd need like you to hear there.
6: thousands by the end of the day. Get yes. out there. We'll see you at Circa tomorrow night. Again, we'll be broadcasting live, but then we're going to be there for four hours, which means a two-hour show, a couple hours worth of hanging out after that. So That's if you right. want to hang out with us, we're going to be there all night at Circa Stadium Swim.
5: That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold. We're expected to be joined by Ross Tucker coming up in about 20 minutes or so, friend of the show, our Odyssey NFL insider still to come later on today. Pete Sweeney, Nate Taylor. Just saw Jake Laser walk by. He will be on the show with us a little bit later on. He might be the most buff dude in here other than Max Crosby. The most buff dude? Other than Max He's Crosby? professional
6: athletes in but here. Not many right the second. You think Jake Laser's working out more than Rob Gronkowski these days? Yes, I actually, I actually think there's a chance. I do think, I think you there's a, a chance.
5: Say, I mean... Part of it, look. No, dude, he's yoked. I'm
6: not trying to deny. No, part him. of it is he around here. Yeah, we'll what talk about this guy. About this it. guy in the white shirt. He looks pretty ripped. Oh, that's uh, he's a meaty
5: member. Brandon Lang. Yes, yeah, he he is. He looks
6: pretty buff. He is. Okay. At least some competition. I'm just. Yeah. You know. The
5: Sorry, shirt, there was sizes. The shirt there. sizes are getting smaller and smaller, as well.
6: It's Vegas. What's with you? Why'd you wear the button up today?
5: Because uh, we've got uh, a TV hit later on. You and I are both on TV later on. Like we're we'll, both on
6: TV later on, and I wore a T-shirt with Lamar's donuts on it. And you yeah. put on a button-down yeah. Yeah. shirt. Yeah. You know, it's different vibes. I like that. Yeah, I brought yeah. some shirts we, with buttons. Uh, I'm just planning the on wearing The
5: anyway. same way we interview people on our show, we've, we've been very busy with a lot of different radio hits and, and TV hits this week. Uh, the text line did enjoy you mentioning that we were on what what network internationally, Cody? The BBC? That's right. The text line enjoyed that comment. I did not understand why they went that direction, Cody, but they did. Because mm. you said you, you enjoyed and liked.
6: All right. All right. I see what we're doing.
5: That's a ta- not me, man. I'm just telling you the text line. I'm making it up. Grow up. I'm not, I, grow the up, text, text line.
7: Grow up. I,
5: people are also asking about the cougar from last night, not the one that reportedly attacked an NFL player, uh, the one at the hockey what
6: match. <laughs> what the hell happened? We got to ask Nate about that later. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One report mm-hmm. claiming that a player for one of the teams was attacked by by a coyote. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> a coyote. Yeah. yeah. Old radio room.
4: Oh goodness.
6: Gold, which day are you gonna just absolutely let loose? Well,
5: we're busy right now, man. I know. We. I uh, think Thursday
6: night. That's the one. You can roll in Friday. If uh,
5: Friday maybe. Probably won't be till honestly after Saturday morning at nine a.m. Pacific time. Then I will be done with. That'll be my final show that I have to do. I have nothing else scheduled until the game as of right this second, and that's it. But then every, every, by the time the show the show is over, there always ends up being more more people. Look, we're in Kansas City, man. This is people want to talk Chiefs, people want to talk to anybody associated yeah. with Kansas City. It's true. So that's what happens.
6: Just turn them down. I've started turning them down. I'm out.
5: Oh, you're turning them down? Not I, all. They've
6: I, been uh, calling you after I shot a few down.
5: I don't know. I've, yeah, not all. It's been just a, a couple. There's been, l- there's been quite. I haven't counted, but there's been uh, <laughs> there's been quite a few. You've overdone it. You should have done
6: about twenty-five percent less.
5: Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little busy, man. It's been well, it's been a little busy, to say the least. Um, I, I wanted to get to what Tony Tony's uh, latest is, which is that uh, he thinks he's the number one wide receiver. We didn't get to this yesterday; are we are were busy. Are you for serious? He, That's he, he's saying he, that he says he's it? a number one wide receiver. Okay. We also know that he said he didn't attack the Chiefs, and his explanation was pretty walkie. Andy Reid was asked about his playing status and said, basically, we'll see he's going to practice. I think it's pretty simple. The same thing's going to happen again this week. He's not going to be active come Super Bowl Sunday, right? Does anybody else think this? I, I was thinking of other shows and being a, uh, listening to others and, and, and being on others. They were mentioning like, oh, you know, this could be, the, could be one of the wild cards if, if Tony plays. I'm like, I, I think you're wasting your time even talking about him actually having an impact on the
6: game. Listen to the way Andy Reid speaks about him leading up to these games. He talks about it like a guy who's not playing. Well, he's out there, and we'll see on Sunday. That is not warming up to the possibility of if he plays. And honestly, it's the opposite of this. I don't want him to be the wild card. I don't want him to be the wild card in this situation. I don't want him near the football. Not just because he thinks he's a number one wide receiver, but because he has been, and this is hard to do, He has been a negative impact player for the Chiefs. Normally at wide receiver, you you are either no impact, as in you just don't matter to the offense, or you're a positive impact player. It's easy to be a negative impact player if you're an offensive lineman or you're one of these players where negative plays are a little more common. As a wide receiver, to just be a zero impact player, just be on the field and do nothing. He's done the opposite. He's been on the field and actively hurt this team week in and week out. His problem is, I don't know who's taking a shot at him again, and someone will. Someone will give Kadarius Tony of course. one more crack because he's a former first-round pick. The Chiefs gave up a third-round pick for him, and they took a shot. But number one wide receiver, I know he has to say that. you got to have that kind of confidence in yourself. But part of me is, like, when you get to this stage of your career, would you not be a little bit better off just accepting, hey, maybe there's a good role I can play versus this? Well, they, they put him in a spot.
5: To really, not only do him a favor with the PR mess of the injury and was he hurt or was he not, they were trying to do him a favor. But on top of that, you're right. He's getting a nice check in Kansas City still, even if it's a rookie deal, but still he was a first round pick. So he's getting a nice check. You're on a team with Patrick Mahomes. You already won a ring. Guys, Canarius Tony is on the verge of having two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Canarius Toney going to have two Super Bowl rings. Who's him? I mean, it's incredible. And, and if you just kind of keep your mouth shut and just play the game a little bit, you'll be fine. Instead, he didn't, and you're right. Someone else will, will take a chance on him in the offseason, but he has no business being on the football field Sunday, none whatsoever. Uh,
6: great idea that maybe we could work on with Drew. I had told you that I was unable to get my voice ready to do a song for this week, but I told you that I would be interested that if the Chiefs could win this game in doing a song about dynasties. Uh-huh. Do you think we could get an intro verse from the guy who just walked by, Little Dicky? He just walked by. There was only like two people around him. I just need him on. I just need him to freestyle one thing into a microphone about the Chiefs for two seconds, intro into the next song, boom, done. Are you familiar with who Little Dicky is, or is that not somebody who's entered your the of celebrity?
5: I, I need to see a photo.
6: Okay. Uh, I need to see a photo. Drew knows who I'm talking about, right?
5: Hold on. Drew let me Google. Me.
6: Oh, that guy?
5: Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. Sorry, little yeah,
6: Dicky. Oh, yeah. It, he just walked past. Did he? See if he'll come on here and give us a 10-second freestyle, a freestyle verse for my upcoming song if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. He went that way, Drew. Probably towards Pat McAfee's set, let's be honest. Uh, There's a big old yes. set up there, and he gets all kinds of people on the set. That's probably who it is.
7: You want a 10-second freestyle from Lil Dicky?
6: Yeah, even if it's on your cell phone, about the Chiefs being a dynasty. That's, that's, that's the only thing I want. I will incorporate it into a song about them doing it if they win the Super Bowl. This feels like a perfect thing. It, he doesn't even have to come do it on the air. If he were recorded into your cell phone, Drew – I'll use it for the next song, and we can say intro by Little Dick. <laughs> I might be over
7: there for, for a little while waiting for him, but sure. Let's do it. I think it's more than fair.
6: I think okay. go over there in a second to pop over. See if you can't get 10 seconds out of him, and then we'll be good. Back to Tony. The only player on this <laughs> team who has any chance to be a number one wide receiver is Rashi Rice and no one else. Yeah, he
5: said if they give him the ball, he'll be a number one wide receiver. It's that's just that's factually what, inaccurate.
6: That's what Kadarius Tony said. I'm sure that's what he was saying. <sighs> See, I don't like that. The, that. the way you're saying that is what I don't enjoy. I don't like the way you're saying, like, hey, if they just gave me the ball. That sounds like a guy who says, I need the ball more. Well, that was the issue you with the comment, yeah. You don't need the ball more, Kadarius. You should have done more with the ball when you had it. Like, players who make mistakes and cause problems do not get the opportunity to get the ball more. That's why Rasheed Rice's <laughs> targets increased more and more and more as time went on. They said, so how do these guys not know Little Dick? It was just gold. It was just the yeah, one, and I've once you tried- saw him... He I recognizes like, but him. But
5: I, I still – yeah, I mean, you, you, you could have mentioned that he was sitting down at our table before you made that comment. I would have said – so wouldn't have known who I'm like, so
6: who's joining us, Cuddy? So who's joining who's, us? Who's this guy? And you would who's, have who's, you been so confused. Who's this guy Dude, sitting down with us? I'm just going to be honest with you, It would have been a fantastic <laughs> get. It would have been a massive get for this show. Huh. And you would have been like – Interesting. Hi, sir. My name's Alex <laughs> Gold, and you are? <laughs> and then you're over here typing – who is Little Nicky? Yeah. <laughs> Let me figure out if I can get him on the air.
5: Oh man! Someone else asked, "What are they going to do with Sky Moore? He's got a better chance of playing. I still just really wouldn't play. He can be active. That's fine. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't want to try to get him more involved than he should be. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, if Sky's active, that's that's different.
6: Um, I, I'm less concerned about him. But you're right. Just don't force feed him the ball. Who was it that told us? God, who, was it earlier in this week? Somebody was talking to us about specifically that, and the problem is is that the second he activate him, that means oh. Andy Reid sees a weakness in their defense in which Sky Moore speci- specifically can take advantage of, which means if he's active, Andy's got to play for him. Like, if Sky Moore is active, just make your Sky Moore anytime touchdown bet now because well, yeah, if he's yeah. active, Andy Reid has some sort of strategy for him. And typically for me, it's in those micro doses, that near the red zone part. That we might be talking about with him.
5: I don't know. It'd be like an automatic touchdown because McCall Hartman is still going to be active in this game, sure. right? I mean that that's who that's who we saw in the game. He fumbled. They clearly had one or two plays in for him, and he had an opportunity at the goal line to get a touchdown, and then he fumbled it. I mean, so they, there's definitely plays if Sky Moore is active that they would have on on the play sheet. But that goes back to what we've discussed: the frustration. Like you don't need to actually force feed them. The temptation is there, sure. That's why I've loved the fact that they've just had Tony inactive anyway. But on Sky Moore, okay, they want to activate him and have him as a backup putt returner to Richie James if something were to happen, or one play is in there in the red zone for Sky Moore. I, I guess I'm good. The problem I have is if the Chiefs are driving and they're on a 70-plus yard drive and things are smooth with Pacheco and Kelsey and Rice, and then all of a sudden it's first to go at the 8, and you you run a jet sweep or something tricky Whoa. with Sky Moore, and it, it turns out to be a one-yard gain or something, you're like, you just kill the momentum. You know, that, that it's not, that's the issue I have with that kind of stuff.
6: I don't like it because... And I know it works sometimes, but what's the ratio of it works versus it doesn't? Look, Sky Moore had a touchdown in last year's Super Bowl. We know that. They found one play for him, literally one play. One play, two yards, score. Tony, too, by the way, another player who hasn't mattered for the Chiefs generally, found that one play. I'm not – I will judge it fairly based on if it works. Look, if you're going to call it, you better be damn sure that play is going to work. Like, this better be one of your, like, 80 percenters, you know? I know every play has a certain degree of somebody misses a block, this thing doesn't work. But, like, you bet, this better be one of those, like, oh, yeah, don't worry, ran it 52 times, it worked great. Back to Rasheed Rice a little bit, since we're talking about actual possible number one wide receivers and how that might set up. Don't we think at this point that Rasheed Rice is going to become even more important in this game? Because I think the secret's out on Travis Kelsey again, as in, he's back. I think there was a stretch of time where they were playing him straight up like they'd play any really good tight end. Not the way Bill Belichick used to play Travis Kelsey, which is, I don't know, I guess a safety followed by a linebacker in a corner. Quadruple teamed uh, bracket coverage was the thing that was always mentioned. I think that they're going to throw everything at Kelsey, which means Rasheed Rice has become top three, four most important players in this game for me. He matters a lot from how successful they're going to be offensively. I mean, he, he,
5: dude, he, he might have already been there before the postseason started, even, you know, even before Travis Kelsey. And he's been very good this postseason. He, yes, he has. Yes, he doesn't look like a rookie at all. No. He's made some big-time catches. I, he absolutely is in that, that top three or four based off of still, despite the offense playing better, how limited they are in their pass-catching options. We are still talking about truly two guys. Yeah, you can mix in Pacheco who had that nice play on the first 15 scripted uh, this past game against Baltimore, but for the most part, it's, it's Kelsey and Rice in the passing game. If you're going to throw the ball 40 times or 35 times, you, you would like, you know, 50 to 75 percent of them going to those two individuals. Even if that's not that realistic, but like that's that's the kind of scenario that I would like to see play out. And yeah, Rasheed Rice is going to have to be huge. I think teams, if they were ever thinking about, oh, maybe Travis Kelsey is not quite as a of the difference maker. Well, boy, are they mistaken. Uh, based off of what we've seen in I the, think the teams the, did make playoffs, the mistake yeah. going into
6: the postseason. I think they just said, eh, it's fine. Travis's legs are a little tired. Let's just let him be. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, is that 11 for 150? Uh-oh. And then he comes and follows it back up and follows it back up, and everybody seemingly not having the answers, especially in those third-down situations. I think they did run into that problem. I think they got not lazy. It's not that they never scouted Travis Kelsey. Teams don't do that. But I think they thought that he was more human than he had been in a while. And they didn't have to worry about him to the level that they had probably for the last seven consecutive years. They forgot that he's one of the greatest playoff performers. And then when that comes around, mistakes were made. I just don't think the 49ers can watch the last three games of tape and we're right back to where we always are, which is, man, dude, if we shut down Travis Kelsey, with their offense work? Because I actually think that's a fair question. Can the Chiefs' offense work if Kelsey's not really involved? Whew. Boy, does that require Rice to do some lifting. Heavy. The lift. only way
5: you can tell me is it, it, Pacheco it, it, goes off. It, yeah, exactly. It's a lower. It's a low-scoring game, and Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, they just feed. Which I I do think they're going to give him twenty-five plus touches in this game. I think that is part of the formula. We said that throughout this entire postseason run. I agree. I think that is part of the key uh, for this offense. But you know what? Like you look at last week. What did Rasheed Rice finish with? Like forty-eight yards or something? What? It's the timely – you know, it's like Juju I mean, last year. he could have had 100 year. if he had that touchdown. But it, yeah. was, it was called back. Sure. But I hear you. I hear you. But my point, I guess, on that is it, it, he doesn't – Rashi Rice doesn't have to have 95 yards to be really impactful in this game. Can he make the big-time contested catches on third downs and fourth downs? That's what he's done. He's kind of what Juju did last year. But he also does give you that yards after the catch ability that you love. If you do get him on a 12-yard pass, can he turn that into 25 yards? Can he take an eight-yard gain? You know, you know they're going to have one play early on where it's just a little wide receiver screen, and can he make one guy miss and break a tackle and turn a two-yard gain into a first down?
6: I hope so. Guy, are you looking to see who that is? Yeah, I'm so bad at this game. Who who's going to be good? Like, I obviously that's an athlete. They're tall. They look like they're in great shape. You know, which of this? Hold on, Drew says he knows it.
7: I don't know who that is, but. Oh. but, <laughs> no. but no. Sorry. But Damn it, Drew. <laughs> Roma Dunze is over there. Michael Penix Jr. is over oh, there as nice. well. Oh. Wow. We'll go get Dense, go, huh? just go get, get O'Dunze. Tell team. him we want him in Kansas Potential City. Potential
6: Kansas City Chiefs going to be picking 30 seconds. Yeah, tell him, he needs, to, Dense, tell him yeah. he needs
5: to tell every team ahead of him that he will not want to play there and he wants to
2: be traded Mortgage the to Kansas entire City. future.
7: That's right. I'm so
6: glad I don't I'd be like, hey, go get Michael Pennix. The Chiefs might need a quarterback. I used to do that <laughs> on Radio Row. Not anymore. Huh? Make sure you get some audio because one day he might be drafted. He could be taken by them. I almost followed around Patrick Mahomes as a Texas Tech prospect oh, yeah. to get is. an interview with him.
7: A little dicky, I will attempt it. <laughs> Dude, no, no. he's right there. You got it. Just a 10-second freestyle. He's wearing dynasty. a pink sweater. Is that what it is? You got to do it, Drew. Yeah. 10 seconds
6: freestyle. Okay. Chiefs dynasty. To- this will be on the new wrap. Dude, if I have an intro from Little Dicky, I gotta. Do you think he just take? You, you think he's just taking requests? You know, you just walk
5: up
2: I mean, and say, like, Do, "Do this, this looks for looks me." Looks like a lady. Do this for
6: me, dude. I'll be honest. That's what being a celebrity is. It's Clap Monkey with no, the symbols. That would actually be. <laughs> a I don't know what to tell you, but that's kind of
5: how it works. Well, go, 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 Drew, go,
6: go. go. <laughs> that's your moment. Absolutely cited. <laughs> Ten seconds. That's it. That's we'll let, we let you
5: know. Uh, dude, we'll find out so how this goes. Don't forget as you get set for the big game. On Sunday, make sure you got the right food from Jefferson's North Kansas City and Lenexa location. Get 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. Up next, our friend Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, going to join us on set. We maybe get an update on Little Dickie. Uh Uh-oh, Drew's walking back. I'll get the bad news. didn't look good. Next.
0: You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit getgym.com.
5: Back here in Las Vegas on Radio Row, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more more someone that joins us throughout the NFL season at times usually uh, on the phone we get a chance to talk to him in person Ross Tucker our Odyssey NFL insider and of course the insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice I guess I can't even call him calls he's just he's just right here in person what's (laughs) going on man
11: uh not much it's uh it's your guy's world and I'm just living it again man it's unbelievable I am curious about this um fatigue isn't the right word but does it feel less special or more special every year for you and and the fans
6: I think until the dynasty's completed right like you win the game and you're like we're a dynasty it's official it still feels special because like that's its own separate decade long entity in the NFL after that I don't know maybe it'll become an old hat <laughs> I will say I get like closer to like fast-forwarding this part I'm like Monday through Friday, let's just get to Sunday. Let's play the Super Bowl. I don't need to bask in the glow so, of it.
11: So I think it's established, right, it, pretty much a consensus that if they are able to win Sunday, they're a dynasty. Absolutely. Because then it's three Super Bowl wins in five years. Back to back. Back to back and and four appearances in five years. I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty good. It's unbelievable, really. Like, I, I, I really did not think they were going to do it this year. I mean, I thought at Buffalo, at Baltimore, I was – I mean, did you guys think – This was the toughest possible path. Okay, I have a question. Let, let's rewind. You guys and most of your fans, did you think you were going to win in Buffalo?
6: Yes to that one, only because I thought that they had their edge on there. But I think – Gold, you can remind me, but I, it was probably maybe after that Raiders game – There was at some point in the sentence I said on the air was, look, I don't think that there's 0% chance they can win the Super Bowl, but I no longer think they will. Like, even in Kansas City, I'm like, I no longer think that's the thing that's going to happen anymore, even if I
11: admit the remote possibility. Now, did you guys guys do predictions on your show? Of course. Did you predict them to beat the Ravens? We did, Yeah. You both thought they I, would be the Ravens. I
5: said 17 14. Almost, almost nailed it, Ross. Yeah, no, we did. Everybody had a station was, except for one person, actually.
6: Look, the Homer part of me, I was very close. We talked about it on the show. Dangerously close to picking the Ravens because I'm like, that's a better roster. That team has more talent. But I also just feel like, you know, like I can never shake. The problem that gets me now is I can never shake. Well, they have Mahomes. Talk me out of that part is the only thing I can never be like, but, but they have Mahomes. So, like, that's where when it comes to the prediction stuff, I get stuck.
11: You know what I like about him? I like that he's he's likable dude, you know? Like, the whole dad bod thing, that was incredible. <laughs> that was amazing. And, like, first of all, I like that he has a dad bod. And then, secondly, I like that he, like, jokes about it and is on social media and says that. Um, that's the thing. People disagree with me when I wrote this on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, but I feel like the Chiefs are actually a pretty likable team. Like, you don't want to like them because they're having so much success, but they're actually pretty darn likable with Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, A lot of people obviously disagreed, you know, on social media, but what are they going to say, you know? Nobody ever agrees on social media. No, and they all went back to the the regular season loss to the Bills and what Mahomes said after the game. But, you know, my whole point on that was the next day, was he on with you guys or somewhere else? It was, I think Carrington or Show. Carrington. Does he do a weekly with Carrington? He, he does. does yeah. Okay. He, he basically came out and said, I should have been I, – I, I didn't handle that right. You know, he, he basically said he was sorry and said, I didn't handle that right. I should have I handled it differently. And I love that. I love when someone, like, messes up or doesn't and they and they own up to it like it's okay we all screw up just admit it and move on
5: we're talking to Ross Tucker Odyssey NFL Insider here presented by Old Spies. so the, the game itself, we, we know Joe Tooney very unlikely to play the left guard, but Nick Allegretti stepped up and, and, and played very well, specifically in the run game. Yeah. We've talked to you about these two tackles. I think back in week two or three, your opinion on Donovan Smith, we've played that cut a bunch of times, mentioning his kind of maybe lazy nature at times as, a, as yeah. a left tackle, but they're playing their best football, I think, right now, left and right tackle. Do you agree?
11: Yes, it's unbelievable. For people that are sick of the Chiefs, it's like infuriating. <laughs> it's unbelievable. How are you going to have the most penalties in the league? And then you go to Baltimore, where they have the most false starts by their opponents all season long. And I don't know, did Donovan maybe get a hold? But they, they didn't no, have a hold.
6: They both got a hold on the same play. They called it on one of them.
11: <laughs> but no false starts the no. whole game. And by the way, I thought the one um, holding penalty on Trey Smith. On the touchdown by um, – Rasheed Rice. Yeah, I thought that was a bad call. I, I did not think that that was a hold. I mean, it's a screen pass. You're trying to let the guy go through. You're trying to, like, push Just him turn through him little, like yeah. that. Yeah, so I, I didn't really agree with that call. But, no, I think the tackles are playing their best. It's unbelievable. I said it earlier in the year, you know, y- here you guys are. It's the worst offense that they've had in years, and now all of a sudden the defense is this good? It's unbelievable. And did, somebody see, did I read somewhere, are they the youngest defense in the NFL or something like that?
6: Yeah, so based on starters, they are, and they're one of the three youngest defenses in the league, but that's not surprising. Last year, they won the Super Bowl because they had four rookies, Carl Loftus, Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. Uh, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are still on their first contracts. I mean, there's not, they got rid of Frank Clark, and they added, I mean, Felix Andy DK Uzama drives the age down. He doesn't play, but he drives the age down. Yeah, they're very young.
5: They don't what pay do you think of him?
6: Uh, it's well,
5: conversation it's tough for City.
6: me because I didn't like to pick to start with. Um, but I feel like it's an unknown. I don't know. Maybe it'll be
11: good well, still. The, the only reason why I say that is because I, I do a college draft podcast. You guys probably saw this. I do a college draft podcast, and my co-host, Emery Hunt, he's really sharp. He had FAU, like, really le- ranked low. Like, he didn't have him as one of the top – Thirty edge rushers in the draft. Whoa! Yeah, not not like thirty. I think I remember players. that clip. We might have yeah. played yes. that after the after yeah, the draft. Yeah, he really did not. And people just eviscerated for him. And now he's like he's not even dressing.
5: In yeah. fairness,
6: they were so deep. Go ahead, Gold.
5: No, you're, I was just I was just gonna say he's barely been active. It hasn't been active in the postseason, and a bad lot. Of, look, it's a bad look. I think some of it is in a championship year, or where you're always going for a Super Bowl, especially in Kansas City. Guys, even like Malik Herring and Turk Ward and Mike Dana, some of these guys that aren't household names give a better chance to win and normally you don't want to use a first round pick on someone that's developmental but that's what it's turned out to be yeah but
11: but it's a bad look if wharton and herring in particular are giving you a better chance to win sure isn't it but a, a, a first round pick at the end of the year this
6: was my issue with the pick. I didn't like the idea of a
11: developmental guy
6: when you were trying to complete a dynasty, win Super Bowls, and all those things.
11: They should have traded the pick, but they didn't they want to because tra- it, it was in Kansas City. There's
6: that,
5: and they claim they tried to trade up as well and trade back, and there weren't any partners. But a lot of it, yes, I think had to do
11: with. I, it think, being they, I think they, they saw wanted it. the fireworks, and <laughs> the show. dude. It's so funny. You know what else is funny? Before I forget, Friday's um, Ross Tucker football podcast. I talked to Joe Cullen, the D line coach for the Chiefs. That'll be on like on my my game preview. The O line coach for the Niners, the D line coach for the Chiefs. He tried like four times to pronounce <laughs> a- a- Amenahu and couldn't do it. It was so good. That could he pronounce F- Felix? We I didn't even get okay, to that. Okay. He's not playing. So I didn't get yeah. to that. But he, he I, I just asked him about the unsung heroes up front, and he's like, man, you tell me about it. Like they done such a good job. Everybody knows about Chris, but how about Mike Pennell and what he's given us? And Charles, the men, it was so good. It was so good. Like, it's just such a great textbook example of here we are, like, literally the guy is his coach and sees him every day <laughs> He's a and number. still can't well, do a who. Well, Andy
5: Pacheco, he calls it. what is he called? Pacheco. P- Pacheco. He calls him Pacheco. All Andy the time, Reed? Andy so, calls him Pacheco. So either
6: it's pronounced Pacheco, and Andy <laughs> Reid is the only one calling him that, yeah, or he's the
2: or he's just what are you guys, it.
11: What do you guys think of? Um some rumors about Andy Reid retiring.
5: Yeah, we had Clark Hunt on yesterday. I saw him here, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he said he doesn't get why there's so many reports out there. Brett Veach was on our morning show today and, and said that he, had, he talks to Andy every single day. And he's like, he has no reason to believe that that's on his mind.
11: I don't really, how old is he?
5: 67, 67. I think, or 66, yeah.
11: I, I Like, just knowing him a little bit, like he loves football, that would really surprise me. For him to leave, like, during Mahomes' is, like prime. He has a chance to go down as the greatest coach of all time if he racks up some more stuff with Mahomes.
5: He's 65, and, yeah, he, the door is cracked with Belichick. Does he get another job or not? I think the door is opened up if Andy gets another ring, and why would you step away from having Patrick Mahomes, as you no. were saying?
11: I would never. I'd never leave that job. Okay, I have another question for you guys. Right now, whether it, would you rather have, for the next five years— or 10 years, Andy Reid or Brett Veach? Andy Reid. And
5: I think Brett's been
11: fantastic, but Andy Reid. He's,
5: ad- he's adapted throughout his career. I'm not worried about five years from now the league passing him by. Or anything. He- he's adapted better than anybody throughout his career, and Brett Veach has
11: been phenomenal.
6: If you'd asked me a couple years ago, I wouldn't even have – I would have said Reid pretty quick.
11: Beach is pretty good, man. He's very he good. Is. He is. Look, he's pretty good. But he's
6: also like he's your boy. You guys are from the same neck of the woods. <laughs> That's true. You know. That's true. You got to admit a little bias here. It's so funny. I, I, I
11: interviewed Levar Arrington today, and he knew about Beach because we were the same year. Me, Levar, and Beach because Beach played in the Big Thirty Three game, which is a big deal in Pennsylvania, um, with Levar. So, but you guys never know. It's funny, Mike Mayock. I told Mayock how good of a player Beach was. So Mayock said something to Beach before the Bills game, and Beach was like. Who told you that? How'd you know? Beach, I give me like he never says anything about his playing career. No, and looking at him physically, you would never. Dude, he was fast. Other than he has the thickest calves. Like (laughs) that's the only
6: part of his body he's working out. Yes. That's a weird thing to notice. <laughs> I was gonna okay. say, what, yeah. You guys walk around oh. in shorts; you can't miss it. <laughs>
5: Who knew? We're at training camp doing shows, and you're—I didn't—I didn't know you're keeping an eye on the, the calves of Brett Veach. Real quick, before we get you out of here, Ross Tucker, uh, game prediction presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if you want some little hot sauce oh, as well. well. Like
11: How do you see this game going? Ooh, those look good. Um, I, I like the Chiefs to win the game. I mean, I really do feel like—I said this on the even money. I podcast, I I still think it's crazy that the Niners are favored. I don't know anybody that doesn't think that if these teams played 10 times on Sunday that the Chiefs wouldn't win 7 or 8. Everybody feels that way. So if everybody feels that way, why are the Niners still favored? I think it's ludicrous. Give me the Chiefs 24-20. Maybe this will be the 1 or 2 or 2 or 3 that the Niners win.
5: But that certainly wouldn't be what I would be predicting. Like the score, I think it's a, I think it's a lower scoring game as well. The Chiefs just don't give up a lot of points, and we no. know their offense struggles.
11: No, and and you know what? A year from now, people are gonna be talking about Spags as a head coach. So you better enjoy him. Ooh, all right.
6: Look, chew chew on on a, that. never never chew gives on any that lo- in the
5: never gets any love. Never gets any love. Thank you. There you Always go. Always great seeing you guys, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider, and uh, Odyssey Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Well, you and I have talked about Steve Spagnolo and he's been open about being interested in coaching and I think yeah, that goes back, to, I think it goes back to the age thing again. He gets discounted because of the age and a lot of GMs, everybody's trying to get the 38-year-old uh, for their future OC, DC, and head coach. My
6: fear is that if Spags does get another look, which you and I have agreed, he deserves one more crack, one more bite at the apple as an NFL head coach. My fear is that if he gets one more shot, it's going to be in one of those like Lovey Smith situations where you're, like, pre-fired, oh. you know? Where they take on the veteran coach to fix themselves. He shouldn't. Or it's going to be, like, well, we just – like. but if you're the Panthers, like, if I were one of those teams where most coaches aren't interested in me and the situation looks different, I really feel like you should just, like, if you're the Panthers, get the youngest guy in the building. Get a 29-year-old if you want, you know? Hire Steve Belichick. I don't care. But you should be more going that way. So where does a guy like Spagnolo make sense – That's a tougher thing to make sense of. I think you should get another at least interview, talk, opportunity, but you do not see veteran head coaches who failed in their previous stop. And also, if Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel can't get a job this offseason, how is Spags going to get a legitimate look next season? Those two guys will be available again. And Ben Johnson. And whatever young coach we're not even talking about that will be on the list. Then you got to get to Spags. Man, that's tough. That's tough.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a crowded carousel next off season, and it could be big-time jobs, as you were kind of alluding to. It could be Cowboys if things go south for McCarthy. It could be the Eagles if the uh, Kellen Moore OC hire doesn't go well for Philadelphia. There's always gonna be, as we know, every season around this time, retirement questions about Andy Reid as well. I mean, so there, there's going to, to be some big time opportunities open up as uh, Max Crosby walks by us. Uh, see, Didn't I can recognize surgery? I, I can recognize I can recognize him.
6: Didn't he look like it mattered? <laughs> Didn't he post like surgery on his leg right after the season? I'm not sure. Just walking around like it's totally normal. Yeah, I don't know if mean he that. had surgery right after the season, I but thought was it was it? his
2: leg. I mean, was oh. a,
5: also let's be honest, Cody. For a lot of teams, the season in like three plus weeks oh, ago. Oh, right. Sorry, you know what? like three weeks. <laughs> that's a great point. It, I kind of forget it, it's, about it's, that it's for the Chiefs. Been a little bit of time. It's Not been, related. Yeah, he's got what five or six. He's got a nice little crew following him around. He, he's five, a fantastic five player. Five or six. Like, we don't oh, have to compliment. Maybe my, he wants your Raiders
6: hopes. hat. You threw in the trash. Here you go. Just throw it at him. What <laughs> would happen? What would brain happen brain if I just threw it at him? Just talked to out.
5: he's a hell of a player. You, you can tell by the way Mahomes. whenever Mahomes is asked about defensive players, like he, Mahomes truly doesn't like playing him. Be like I, I think he, like, because he's a great player. He's, he's one of the best players in football. We all know that. And and uh, starting to see a little more former or not former, but current and former NFL players walking around here. And it's still it's still only Wednesday, man. This is like it, this is a little bit different than how it is. Vegas. Vegas, it's the Vegas It's part. the Vegas effect. I'll just
6: tell you, you remember when I told you that I would tell Bill Romanowski I thought he was being a crybaby? I would never say anything like that <laughs> to Max Crosby. I, I would. Look at him. No chance would I get in that man's way for anything. Honestly, I'd just be like, you're such a great player. Thanks for coming on our show. Please don't.
5: All right, let's get to it. It is the
6: random question of the
0: day. Random question.
6: For you, Gold, over on the text line, 913-586-7610, or YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, for the video stream as well. I asked this question because of dinner on Sunday night. Sunday night? Monday night? Sunday night. We first got in here to Vegas, so I'm curious what other people's opinion are. We were looking for places to eat. We did a bad job pre-booking it. So some places just weren't going to work on the short time frame, so we were kind of stuck in a weird in-between. So we get to this uh, Italian restaurant where later we're going to eat a meatball. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you were going to eat spaghetti and meatballs? Oh, uh, by the way,
5: I heard also last night at the party after all this, Drew sent me a photo. You're eating meatballs. I
6: had a bite of a meatball, and I wasn't even sure what uh, it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just anyway. blindly agreed Go to ahead. a past app. Go I ahead. I thought that was interesting. After uh, the, uh-huh, a meatball uh-huh. in a past app situation. Uh-huh. I think we're fine. Um, I said, hey, why don't we just sit at the bar if they don't have a table? And you said, no. I thought, why not? Yeah. And so my question is, do you like sitting at a bar at the restaurant? Because my answer is yes. If it is three or less people, I think three is important because – you want at least one person next to you, and not too far spread apart. I think sitting at the bar in a dinner eating situation is kind of nice. Sometimes I, I, low stakes.
5: I sit at a bar plenty. If you if you happen to be by yourself, then of course it's great. Two things with it: if you're at a bar and you're watching a game and you've got your buddy with you or whatever, and you're just watching a ball game, totally good. But if you're planning, especially if you're on vacation and you're having a sit, you know, you're you're going out and you have some time and you're trying to go you to a nice, I want to sit at a, table. I, sit at a t- I don't want to go to a nice restaurant and sit at a bar. I've, sat in, I've at.
6: sat in a bar in a nice restaurant. It's nice.
5: It's by yourself just as as or with other people? See, that's, it's, it's hard Bo- to talk to like people. Both like me and
6: one person, so like yeah. a couple. Yeah, and I'd say three is the max. I'll give you that. But with a couple and by myself, yes. I think
5: if it's with multiple people, it's tricky. I don't think you want to do it if it's, if it's got multiple people trying to sit at a bar. You can't, you're you trying to yell across. You can't have the, the, the good conversation. So, no, normally I've told you, except for Italian restaurants as well. We've had this discussion about going to places by yourself. You have to learn to when you when you move to different cities and sometimes you don't know people. You got to learn to go out and and see things even if you're by yourself. And you got to do that; otherwise, you'll be miserable. Italian restaurants the one that I won't just eat by myself. I told you, oh, Italian's yeah. a little more like that restaurant. You saw the, the restaurant we were at; dim lighting and all that. You can't be sitting at a table I by you yourself. Can. That's just a little weird.
6: I just do it. Who cares? What's we'll stopping?
5: That's a restaurant. You sit at a bar. Oh, not I, at a see, table. See, look,
6: I think more often than not, if it's just me, at a, at I would choose to sit at the bar versus sit at a table by myself. But I still think you can eat at that place by yourself. Yeah, maybe you don't want to sit at a table.
7: Where are you at all, this Drew? Uh, in terms of sitting at a bar, I, I traditionally at, at a restaurant, I am always sitting at a table. I've never sat at a bar at a restaurant before. Actually, ever, I've, ever, ever.
6: You've lived a very <laughs>
7: sheltered life. If, <laughs> I think it's solely what I'm like. What? Never if, eaten a street I, taco. Never
6: sat at a bar. No, okay. I've I've had a street taco. <laughs> I've had a street taco. <laughs> okay. But
7: uh, in terms of the of the sitting at the bar, I've never. We've never. Bree and I have never done it. I've never done it individually. If I go to a bar, I'll. I know. I've never gone to a restaurant and said, "Oh yeah, let me sit at the bar. I'll sit at the table." Okay. The meatball thing was hilarious though because. As soon as he turned the corner, he goes, hey, they had, they had these meatballs. And, Drew uh, sent me a photo Cody, right away. Right away. Right this is a lie. I'm sorry. Right no, they away. They were giving a no.
6: pass tap, and I said, oh, you were at the table. yeah. We yeah. were at
7: the table, and we were offered – Food and, and, and I and said sure, and I wasn't totally sure what the food is. Was like, it's yeah, weird
5: because sure. I was told that it, you can make meatballs at home, so why would you no, eat it, it it's out exactly? It's weird,
7: different. That
6: was spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs again. I would have been more understanding of the uh-huh. standalone meatball. Uh huh. It's also uh-huh. in a past app situation. I think the rules apply uh-huh. differently.
5: That is the random question of the day. I do want to clear one thing up because it sounds like there was some uh, incorrect reporting across Media today on Jawan Taylor, based off his media availability. Jawan Taylor just tweeted out on his official Twitter account. Uh, he still suffered a loss in his family, but it was not his mother; it was oh. his grandmother. Here's his tweet. I apologize. His well, oh, what? what? Everybody was reporting. reporting it. Yeah. Uh, the the tweet from Jawan Taylor just to clear the air. It's my grandmother that passed away four days ago, not my mother. Long live Mary Taylor. Obviously, it would be his grandmother, but uh, so still, I mean, it's it's still sad news but it, it is not his mother the way it was uh, being reported earlier in the day. That's why he took to Twitter to, to clarify that. So just wanted to correct that from uh, what all the reporting had been earlier.
6: One of the things last night when we were sitting there, one of the things that Drew and I did talk about, I'll be honest, was you. We were gone. We divided talk about me? a bit. Yes, yeah, hold on. Oh boy. So <laughs> look, I thought it was a missed opportunity for you last night. There were a 1,000 people there, half of which uh-huh. are women. Some of them are there might your have been more age. Than that. Yeah. Maybe Some of them, plenty maybe. of them are around your age, seem like pleasant people, are in a loose vacation, alcohol-drinking setting. This was a moment for you to, get, to flex the old flirting muscle, you yeah. know? Get out there, have a nice conversation with a young lady. Oh, we're in Vegas. You know, just, just see where the night takes you. I felt like this was maybe the best opportunity in all of Vegas for you to meet a nice young woman who likes sports like you, Similar aging you in a casual, absolute zero-pressure environment.
5: So I've been to these media parties before, and I'll be honest – there have been way, there 90% dudes at those, so you're, oh, telling way, you're, 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 you're telling me this was different. 50-50. Look, I still don't regret going to the Golden Knights game. It was incredible. We'll talk more about that again in the 1 o'clock hour when Nate and Pete join us at some point based off of the, this lady that I was sitting next to at the, at the game that uh, might might actually get us into multiple things at some point this week. Um, but, yeah, if, that, if it is what you guys said the party was last night, then I'll agree, missed opportunity from that end. Uh, I, I do have the dating apps downloaded. I
7: will send you some, some swipes. Please do. Um, and and, we'll and then we can go over their profiles tomorrow and decide who the correct person to message is. You missed out also on the, I think it was the Fantasy Girls or whatever. There was a show. I believe that was their name, yeah. In the club level? Yeah. there was some, Well,
6: there was, the, first we walked into the club level, it was a male pole dancer. And then later on, there were the Fantasy Girls, which were just like a group of dancers, I guess. With some singing, there was a lot of performances, man. It was a good time. You missed out, I'm telling you. Next time, man. Next time. Text we'll like says, gold is all
5: business. Well, no, last, night, last night, look, we're it's, we, we are. It is, he was at a night it, game. It That's is, not business. It is a business trip. Last night was the first night where, where we were able to go out and, and, and do a couple things with the way the schedule worked out. Um, and uh, so, someone says I should just text the uh, what people are calling the Cougar, <laughs> the lady,
2: from, uh, the lady from the hockey
5: game last night. If you missed yeah, that we story, works. we'll get to that in the 1 o'clock uh, hour uh, today. Look, if you want to be critical of that, then you you got to make it's Wednesday already. True. Still haven't paid off your bet, Cody.
2: Come
6: on. It's Wednesday. There's plenty of time left. Relax. Well, it has
5: to happen before Friday.
6: We'll figure it out.
5: It has to happen before Friday, which is the the strip club visit. It has to happen before Friday. I guess. Well, Cody, yeah, Drew's leaving Friday, too.
7: Drew. I mean, I don't, as long as <sighs> I don't have to be there. No. I don't owe Drew anything, to be clear. <laughs> correct. I owe Drew nothing <laughs> yeah, we'll in this situation. Up. That's okay. a previous.
6: No, correct. correct. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's you, a previous you, show situation. You. And I'd like that to be very clear. The only thing I want from Drew is for him to go continue to harassing Little Dickie until he agrees to this 10 seconds. It's
7: so the only thing I want from Drew That's the rest right. of the week. 10 seconds with Little Dicky. I, I asked them two times, and their people were already frustrated. They were like, no, I will let you know if, if the time pops up. I was like, all right. Oh, there needs to be a point you where I'm to see just, these people again. I will just I'll barge go up. In. Simply barge in is what the, is what the next the plan is. No more asking. No more asking. Just no catch him no in the asking. bathroom or something, dude. Just make it really uncomfortable. Okay, that everybody. would be really
6: awkward.
5: All right, coming up next, we'll get to the 1 o'clock hour, and our guy Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Also, Nate Taylor, Jay Glazer, still coming your way here from Las Vegas.
0: You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. Oh, hey. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio.
5: 1 o'clock hour here live from Las Vegas on Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. Well, if you're watching on the video stream, you know who we have in front of us now. We got Nate Taylor from The Athletic. We got Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, our friends of the show. As well, Yeah, we'll get their, their mics turned How's up that? a little bit. There yeah. we go. Hello. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 We'll Nate. figure it out. Nate's 800. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to be that friend who's
4: uh, a little overzealous. You okay. guys were right.
6: supposed to be at different times, but instead, we're going to do a little. That's it's like fun. a, a yes. quick Chiefs roundtable. Yes.
12: Right? There was a, a couple of weeks ago that Carrington just decided to go on vacation on a Friday. So <laughs> Pete and Nate finished up the week yes. 4 to 6 on 6 10. Yes. Right. So we're back here with you guys. Our,
5: our guests are presented by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Pete Sweeney will take some of this hot sauce home at some point I'm, I'm sorry that that oh, means absolutely. no oh. Pete Sweeney
6: intro since you're both yeah. on here. That's fine. Someone on the text line, and I'm not kidding, for three consecutive weeks mm. has demanded <laughs> an in-person Pete Sweeney intro from us. Can
12: you sing it? With you and Sweeney. Well, I mean, I could because Need I the know beat. the song. Need the beat. Pete Pete Sweeney. You'd have to fly Nick in. Wasn't Nick a part Sweeney. of that too? All three of us, yeah. Pete'd have to come Sweeney. in from his uh, his wherever he is now. Yeah, I mean, he's in Denver, Denver. Colorado. <laughs> that's right. you know, wherever that loser wherever is. That's is. the way you said. Can you believe right. he picked his girlfriend over radio? Unbelievable. That's actually
6: kind of renowned fiance, by the way. So I guess he may be probably <laughs> at least it's been confirmed. Other feet, it's been
5: confirmed. I be can't hate. I can't hate too. hard. That's confirmed right. to be the the right choice. Yeah, the pressure's on you now, my man. Yeah.
12: You know what? Uh, Chiefs football is <laughs> important this week. Right?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Look, there honestly, how how has this gone so far? You guys are going all the way out to Lake Las Vegas a lot this week. That's where the Chiefs are. And we've seen some different quotes, of course, come out. You guys are there, though, in person. What would you say that the biggest thing in the last 24 hours that has stood out to you that Andy or Pat or anybody on the team has said?
4: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think the thing that's jumped out to me the most is – really just how comfortable everybody is with the game plan, right? Um, because there is so much familiarity and dealing with the Super Bowl week, the, the two weeks you do get to prepare, um, whether it's Drew Tranquil. I, I spent some time with Justin Reed yesterday. You know, I spent a good amount of time with the offensive line, uh, and they all don't look unnerved by all of this. So They just did it. Yeah, and, and, and I do get the sense, too, that, like, they have a pretty good feel on what is necessary towards victory. Now, they're not going to reveal it, um, but being with the team you know, all these weeks, all these months, I get the sense that they're pretty comfortable even in this environment because it is so unique compared to every other game in the season.
12: I agree. And you know what stuck out to me as you look back was just how comfortable they looked in Baltimore. Mm. Like If you think about – what baltimore was that was the biggest game of a lot of ravens career whereas this is a lot of repeat players from last year it was the second biggest game for a lot of these players i think you could tell i think in the game like, yeah. it almost seemed like the ravens were off their game and kind of shook and i think to an extent right because the niners were here five years ago with the chiefs like you have some players that will have played in the super bowl before but i think that is an advantage especially at the quarterback position this is ho-hum for patrick mahomes brock Purdy, <laughs> No, th- there's a reasonable expectation that like he could enter a period of the game where he's a little shook, just like the Ravens were, and I think that could play to the Chiefs' advantage.
6: I still even go back to like the Super Bowl he lost. He was dotting people, laying horizontal on the yes. ground mm-hmm. between the eyes. Even in that game, in which they got their ass kicked, it wasn't Mahomes' fault. No, he didn't just like no show the game. He was still doing like Herculean stuff in that game. This had a bad offensive line, and he had to run for a thousand yards. But, you we, know, call side that, side. we call
12: that the Mike Rammers game, but that's uh, a nickname. A Mike Remmers didn't deserve that? But <laughs> the well, he did.
6: Well, they just
4: asked him to go to, from right tackle to left tackle in the most important game of his hey, good luck of his career against you know a, a, a pretty good pass rush. The best front seven we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Have fun, yeah. guys. Hope yeah. it Look. works out. And yeah. all of a sudden, they're starting to blitz because they realize <laughs> there's free lanes everywhere.
6: <laughs> I asked Spags this, and I know that they have to like take the side of oh, we don't have to think that way. But like you mentioned, like that Bucks team, that was the, stat we, the, the, one, the biggest stat that stood out to me this entire week is that based on points per game in the postseason, they're doing the same thing as the 2000 Ravens, 2002 Bucks, and the 2013 Seahawks. Think about how we discuss yeah.
8: those, those defenses. Yes.
6: Why the hell wouldn't we discuss this defense like that? Shouldn't Spags, this group, get that kind of credit, especially if they do this again? The 49ers are the second-ranked points-per-game offense in the league. They have faced the third, fourth, and sixth. You go through this postseason run and allow thirteen points a game against those offenses, they're just as good as those. They're the two thousand Ravens.
4: Whatever. Without without the star power, right? Yeah. Without the Yet. without the name recognition, because it's more of a collection of guys versus one or two sort of taking you over the top. I, I I love the idea that like people are still trying to catch up to the Chiefs defense in terms of like what they're doing from a remarkable sort of historical concept. The the best part about the the, the 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 Seahawks of 2013 was they were just the most meanest talking mother you know what's mm-hmm. oh, in the yeah. league. Like they would tell you what they were running. They challenge you. They would talk to you before the game, after the game. Um, the Chiefs are not a, a brash group. They're Silent not, assassins. Yeah. So, and again, that's somewhat different from Baltimore, right? Even with – Ray Lewis, of course, uh, there is no Tony Saragusa right. on this team from a personality standpoint, but the, the production Goose. is so similar. And, again, as games move forward, teams get less and less comfortable, um, which obviously you know, goes into the Chiefs' hands. And, the, and now you're asking the best quarterback in the world, hey, we don't need you to be Herculean. We just need you to be good, efficient, don't turn the ball over because the defense is at a historic rate right now if they continue, obviously, on Sunday,
12: Yeah, I think if you're a Chiefs fan, let them hide in plain sight. I think a lot of the problem nationally is that 2023-2024 belonged to four people, and that was Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift! A little bit of a shadow over what the defense is doing, and mm. that was my point all season that gave me optimism is, like, defensive-led teams here and there— win the Super Bowl. I mean, we saw it early on with the Patriots team, you know, before Brady kind of got into his own. Yep. And you saw it with the Steelers, I believe it was 08, 15 with the Broncos. And those offenses, like, weren't that good. The Chiefs' offense is better than all of those teams' offenses. has been teetering around 10 all year. And now I think they had a breakthrough last game. And I think it's, it's also – partly Cody Taps' fault, this guy who Ah! who's able able to create nicknames for everything
4: Creed is good. No no no
12: nickname for the Chiefs' defense?
6: Chiefs' defense, I think, is what some people go. with, but
4: that one doesn't stick. It's no good. That's like
6: a fetch. I'm not trying to make that one happen.
4: The Hmm. thing that we could actually touch and grab on and, like, feel was the T-shirts from the last game. I think it's in Spags we trust. Yes. Uh, I
6: mean, I don't think there's any way. Jackson
4: 5,
12: the Snead 11. No, not good. <laughs> okay. Too much of a reach. Well, need oh, first. Okay.
6: Sneed was a thing for a while. And, again, he's been a great player.
4: Right. It's got to think- be like the Legion of Boom, though. Something that Nobody's really- got that. No, there has not been a single nickname. I don't have it. And I'll I've, be honest. I don't have it. And I've asked guys individually in the locker room, you know, and obviously now in this environment, and they don't really care to have a nickname. Like, I think what Justin Reed told me yesterday was we want to be so physical that you wear down. Yeah. You know, we're just we're just going to slowly grind you to a pulp. And um, hey, if you want to come across the middle, that's fine. You're going to get hit. Hey, if you want to have your wide receiver run deep, well, he's going to get chucked by Lagarius Knee. You know, so they don't really lean into the idea of like having their own nickname, their own mantra. Uh, but they did demonstrate unity and collectiveness in having those T-shirts. Before the biggest game of the season.
12: Counterpoint in the nickname Stone Cold Jones. Nicknamed himself. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's the one to go to. I think of um,
6: it like Game of Thrones. A girl has no name. A defense has no name. <laughs> yeah. it's, just a, it's just a killer. Right, yeah. it does it, the rest of it we doesn't matter. Well, well, that's Chris,
12: a text line. The text line can submit some nicknames, right?
4: I asked Chris Jones yesterday, Chris, how if you guys win on Sunday, I was like, hey, if you guys win, how do you want the defense to be remembered? Because to Pete's point, that's been the season all along. And he says, I just want to be remembered as champions and I thought okay that kind of gives you the perspective from their from their side of it where all they care about is the results and one thing that I do give them credit for is their ability to uh, lean on one another and one player is not bigger than the unit they've all sort of brought their skills to it and um, you can really say that the unit is better than the parts.
12: Chris is going to have to tap into that when he's wearing his Carolina Panthers blue and oh, driving
4: his fancy car. <laughs> it is somewhere like that. Something it's like definitely yeah. going to be somewhere like some that. Some <laughs> contender, not the Panthers. That's not be that bad. Pete Sweeney they will have a lot of cap space. <laughs> yes, yes.
5: Pete Sweeney, Nate Taylor, joining us from Radio Row. When you look at San Francisco, though, and in, in in some of the comments from this week, but also uh, what they've performed like in the divisional round and championship round. Uh, Second half has been their half. First half hasn't. Where where do you think that they have the the best chance to to really maybe punch the Chiefs at all in the mouth if that's
4: possible early on in this game? You better get there early. Um, One of the, the, I guess, underlining points of this postseason run for the Chiefs is that they've gotten the lead or they've stayed very close, right? I guess the team that had the greatest chance of building the lead was Buffalo, and they missed their opportunity before halftime. Um. So, if you're the 49ers, can you put the Chiefs down to scores? No one's been able to do that, right? Um, in the postseason so far, and obviously we saw what happened with Baltimore, right? Baltimore got down seven nothing, fourteen seven, and their entire sort of game plan, their 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 style, their approach to what has led them to be successful, um, you know, didn't go the way that they anticipated. So, um, don't don't wait, Kyle Shanahan, like. Let's see the good stuff now, man. Let's let's see how you think you can test the Chiefs' defense and see if you can get the game in your control. Um, but, of course, that happened five years ago, and, yeah, we all know what happened.
12: For me, it's it's the run game. Like, I don't know why Baltimore didn't run more last week. If we've seen the Chiefs' defense be weak this year, it's been against the run. And the 49ers are the best running back in the NFL. Yep. And they also run a lot of things with Debo and Duke and, uh, that we kind of see with McCole Hardman, the end-around stuff. and. Things like that. And so I, I think if you get explosive plays early in the game, the Nates point, and the 49ers get a lead, and then all of a sudden you're on the ropes a little bit, that can get away from you. But, you know, we've seen the Chiefs throughout this postseason keep the games in control. And so, I don't know. I, I know that they're somehow underdogs, but I look at Mahomes and I look <laughs> at Purdy, and I just I don't see that changing in this game despite yeah. it being the game for all the marbles. I yep. mean,
6: I guess unless Purdy is just that guy, which we can't know because he's only – He hasn't been a starter a full season between the two years. Right. So unless he's just like that guy. Like it turns out Brock Purdy is like, wow, the next Tom Brady is like a sixth-rounder who just has it. But, I mean.
12: it was the last pick. I don't know if you know that. In this – I I don't (laughs) know.
4: But in this postseason, look, he saved it. He saved it in the second half a couple times. But he's also dug his own hole. Yeah, but, uh, again, it's against a Green Bay Packers defense that's pretty young and their first postseason experience really together. And a Detroit Lions group that can't cover anybody. I mean, I think that's one of the clear differences. Is like the 49ers are going from a team in Detroit that had, hey, they have Aiden Hutchinson. They have, you know, pretty good linebacking core. They can't cover a soul, guys. And now you're going up against the best secondary in the league with the Chiefs. So I think it really does come down to coaching for Kyle Shanahan to say, how can you get him, him being Brock Purdy, into a rhythm? How can we get quick timing throws? Put a screen pass in there. How can you ease his – Emotion so that, you know, he can be better in the second quarter or even the second half to sort of, uh, you know, maybe guide the the 49ers to a victory. But if if he's if he's rattled, if bags does something elaborate and he can't see it coming, then, yeah, all of a sudden, if the presumptive MVP feels uncomfortable in the second quarter, oh, my God, like, well, this is a bigger stage yeah. with a less talented quarterback. As good as Brock Purdy is, he is not Lamar Jackson. He is not Josh Allen. Uh, they held those two quarterbacks um, pretty well. So I do think this is a, a, a massive coaching test for Kyle Shanahan. How do you get that guy comfortable so that everybody else in the huddle is like, okay, if he's good, you know, I'm George Kittle. I'm going to do my job. I'm Debo Samuel. Brendan Ike's going to get open downfield they have to feed off the confidence of the quarterback if the quarterback struggles or if they see some some un, unnecessary decision making then yeah it could it could psychologically play with your mind i think the key for me in this game is Spags has been opponent proof i mean we saw
12: it against Lamar Jackson the ravens offense has been really good and then like i don't love Tua right but i think he's fine and i think he's good tua was out of sorts against what spagnola was dealing them in that wild card game and i I don't have the confidence in Brock Purdy not to get spags. Like, in, you know, <laughs> we're, we're joking about, like, the in spags we trust. Spagnolo is, to me, what should make Chiefs fans comfortable on Super Sunday because I just – I think the Chiefs have such an upper hand, Purdy versus Specnolo. I just really do. And with, um, with Mahomes and Kelsey figuring it out, yeah. I just think there's enough there where, like I, like I said, I think the Chiefs just have this
4: game in control. And, and what happens if Chris Jones is in the backfield on the first yeah. series or two? You know, because that's a large human being. I mean, you
12: might see Sam Darnold before the end of the drive, if you know, to rough him up a little bit, like, and, and then you're you're really in good shape. Like, yeah. not to say you want to knock. Let's, a, I don't, yeah, floor, we don't want to. I'm another. not going to Florio this thing. I'm not saying knock the guy out of the game, but you never we, like but get you, to him. But what you don't want is
4: uh, the AFC Championship game last year, where the guys right. the guys out of the game in the second quarter and the offense crumbles. Right,
6: as many uh, hits as we all have to do across the country. You guys tired of getting the? Hey, is Andy Reid going to retire? Who has, who else has to say it? Brett Veach, Clark, Clark Hunt. Hunt.
4: Andy Reid
12: himself? Who else would you like to say Andy Reed's gonna probably coach him? You guys have been pulling a lot of guests. Get Tammy on. Tammy would be the key. Uh, <laughs> she,
4: she would Did you see best. how Tammy came off the plane? Looking good. Woo! <laughs> that lady is ready for five more Super Bowls, okay? <laughs> She's loving it. She really does.
12: Her. The queen of Chiefs Kingdom.
4: Um she hugged what well, she hugged and you know uh, she hugged every player coming off the field in Baltimore. Good. Um, you know, she let Andy takes these long hours um That's right. y- you know and obviously they've been you know supporting one another for years i just man it would be like a dick vermeil decision right like dick vermeil won the super bowl in 1999 with the st louis rams he yeah. was getting up there in age and he just thought like now that was his first time winning the super bowl as a head coach obviously and he's done it multiple times but i would i would assume it, it would have to be that right where you're so emotional and you're like wow we won and we're back to back and like even Dick Vermeule has said this. I made a rash, emotional decision, and I should have stayed with the team. Now, the one difference is, is that he had Mike Mars, who he just believed should be the next guy. I've already got the succession plan. Andy Reid, uh, Clark Hunt don't really yeah. have a succession plan, right? Whether you want to say Eric Binnemi or Steve Spagnuolo or Matt Nagy, they all kind of work for Andy. So that would be the one difference, but it would have to be something like that where it's so unexpected because the head coach just got to a place where he said, okay, like, I'm ready to give it up, even though he may look back on it years later and say, actually, I could have kept coaching more.
12: I don't know why. The thing that annoys me the most about this is, is, and I understand Bill Belichick didn't get a job, but we just assumed that he was going to get a job. Bill Belichick, I, you know, I understand he's leaving Nantucket with no shirt and, and he <laughs> still has that fountain of youth, but he's six years older than Andy Reid. Why Crazy. is Andy Reid getting pelted? Yeah. With these questions about, oh, how long is he gonna go? Meanwhile we're just like, okay, is it gonna be the Falcons for Belichick or is it you know, is it gonna be this team
4: and that team? I Jerry I, Jones should have called that man the moment he left the building in New England.
12: Andy and Mahomes, like for me, I try to picture Andy Reid playing Madden and creating Patrick Mahomes. His creative player is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. He's been waiting for him forever. And I just think, you know, the next time to maybe think about it, the contract runs through twenty five. Yes. Maybe then, but until then, I think there's a, at least the, two the more seasons.
4: Pete, the agent, would like to add a few more years onto <laughs> yes. the contract sure. before, before, he, before the Listen, exit strategy I don't, begins. I don't know if
12: you want to get to the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I, feel,
5: I feel like every year, though, if the, we're back here a year from now, we're going to have the same
12: discussion. Like, it, Sadly, yes. There's going
5: to be somebody nationally or any, well, we know who, Mike Florio,
11: nationally or whatever. <laughs> you if know, Pro
12: Football Talk <laughs> puts it out every year, eventually they'll be right. And yeah. then <laughs> you can go back and say, see, I told you, and it's like, Man, you've been telling us since 2017. I'm not man.
4: saying there's smoke, and I'm not saying there's fire, but there's definitely something. <laughs>
5: That's right. Nate Taylor People do retire. Nate Taylor Pete Sweeney, joining us here on, on Radio Row. Jake Laser expected to join us here in about 20 minutes or so. So the the injury stuff this week. Canarius Tony's healthy. He's practicing. Joe Tooney seems very unlikely. What, what if I were to ask you, Sky Moore Tooney Tony? Who's playing? Who's not? Who's active? How how do you guys see that playing out as we sit on Wednesday, understandably? Do
4: either one of us see any of those guys
6: playing? Jarek, too, I guess? Yeah,
5: Jarek McKinnon had that.
12: It seems unlikely that any of these guys are playing. I think for me, I don't know how you feel about this, Nate, but Kadarius is like playing the Clyde role of last year yeah. where they're like letting him kind of practice, but I just don't – I think it's mm. going to be a game day inactive. I don't know how you put Kadarius back in the lineup at this point. I just Other, don't other than
4: punt returner. But why? If you, why? If you want – if you don't – if right. you think he's an upgrade from Richie yeah, James. Fair. That
12: would be the fair count. That would be – yeah. that's the
4: only yeah. – I, I, I can't see him running routes for Patrick.
12: Yeah. <laughs> I got a good nugget on McKinnon today. I don't think McKinnon is playing. Reed kind of alluded that to the other day. And it, it's curious because we all thought, oh, they're designated him to return. I talked to Clyde about this, and Clyde was saying that I guess there are injured players, injured-ish players that are coming at the end of the week. I think Brian Cook is included in that. Justin Reed told me that. Mm. But they wanted McKinnon here for the whole week. I mean, you've seen some of these videos of how he kind of keeps the guys loose in Super Bowl weeks. So Clyde actually told me, he was like, you know, when we heard McKinnon was coming out of the, at the end of the week, it said, whoa, 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 we need Jet here. You know, for that emotional off the field support.
4: Kind of same with Charles O'Maneyu, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, same
12: type of deal. And good for the Chiefs to keep these guys here. It's probably wow. why they haven't made the move with the right. And probably why they made the move with McKinnon, so they could be here you know, as part of the Super Bowl package or whatever the NFL works behind the scenes with that stuff.
5: Yeah, I mean, Canary is Tony at
4: this point, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, I don't get it whatsoever. One pump return, baby. That's all. That's I all know, they. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> if if he's what? the number one wide receiver Let's according say- to himself. Oh,
5: well. Party of one. Well, I They got to throw the ball more, you know? It's their fault, not his. I
12: think there's a case to be made if you, like, I think what you're about to say, Nate, if I'm reading you right, like, last year (laughs) he changed the Super Bowl. I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth, and that return gave the Chiefs control of that game. Mm -hmm. I know, and it's like, we're so far from that now, and I agree, I don't think you could put him in, but there is that fact of you never know, they may like that boost.
4: If he, if if, if it's, let's say, similar situation, third quarter, middle of the third quarter, um, Richie James, I don't want this to happen, obviously, but he pulls a hamstring. He was and
12: injured earlier in the year.
4: Yeah. Well, I'd rather have Sky more active than. He's less. Oh, senior.
5: come on,
4: Mr. Gold. Yep, yep. Now nah, you got to put him back there. Mis- I just want to Mis- see what happens. Mr. Yeah. Gold. <laughs> I just want to see what would happen. <laughs> All right, All right, we Taylor. are in Vegas. <laughs>
6: I just want to see what would happen. Mr. Like, Gold. If we uh, saw what happened earlier. There are only like five players who should touch the football. One is Humphrey. True. He's the center. He has to touch it. <laughs> and even he needs
4: to work always. Well, those, <laughs> those snaps should get low. That's such a good low. point. Hey, it's not it's not it's not cold. It's not wet. It's not a uh, sub freezing temperature. It'll be just fine. Creed, if we see one low snap, we're changing the hashtag to Creed is okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Look <it>. at our <laughs> table number. How dare you say that? <laughs> <laughs> the they best you. the best part is he has he has an all world quarterback. So even even his even his few mistakes. Don't really like get exposed because Patrick's <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'll just pick it up and yep, he's open and no negative plays, no no weird fumbles, no. Nope, it's, it's just it's great. I just I need someone like Patrick Mahomes in my life, in my work environment right. to just make even my weaknesses not look that weak. Right, Pete Swinney Nate Taylor, real
12: quick. Spikes and Foods, official sauces of the Chiefs game prediction. I'm, I'm not ready to put a score on it yet but i like the chiefs by seven like if i'm okay if i'm the bookmaker mm. somewhere around here somewhere He'll It's like the outline i like Chiefs six and a half like i i like yeah. the minus six and a half you get some juice on that uh, i don't know the final score there yet i have to like kind of go through that but i'm i got chiefs by seven
4: i think there's i think harrison Bucker's is going to be an element to this game a factor i guess you would say so uh to kind of be right in the pete sweeney range wow butker mvp nate taylor you heard it right not, not there not necessarily mvp yeah. i'm just saying i don't think they're gonna score like yeah I'd be, I'd be a little bit surprised if you scored four touchdowns right sure um plus
12: 30,
4: god i mean he's right i mean <laughs> this has been great this has been so good i'm gonna say chiefs 26 49ers 20 maybe a little back door a cover action. You want me to lose my bet. I see what you're <laughs> <laughs> I said I was building off of this. I just think Harrison Bucker can make a long kick or two, give you give you give you a uh give you a a, a two-score lead, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, you know, and then obviously uh it's sort of the the scramble drill, you know, maybe semi garbage time for the for the 49ers. But I think 26-20 just off the top of my head and obviously with the help of Pete Sweeney. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Pete Sweeney, Nate Taylor joining
5: us here in Las Vegas. Up next, we'll get to what's trending. We're expected also to be joined by Jay Glazer of Fox Sports right here on 610 Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. What's trending? All right,
3: let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending.
0: Number
5: one on what's trending there here is. live. live. You Co- the microphone. Co- on. It was already on. You're twirling the microphone. You're, you're twirling around. I'm like, what's going on here? People can hear this. But anyway. Uh, <laughs>
6: Problem solved. Sorry, I got all tangled up. It was driving me crazy. Well, my apologies. That one's Live on me. Live radio on remote, baby. You never know <laughs> what's gonna happen. Don't take the L on that one. It's also, it's better.
5: It's better than uh, anybody having a hot mic.
6: Number one on what's trending. Um, <laughs> I had given Drew a hard time earlier, so just wait till he, Little Dicky goes to the bathroom and Bob then he's sitting right next to me in the bathroom. I guess that was my moment. He was actively using it, so that doesn't count.
5: Be careful telling people about Lil Dicky in the bathroom. The <laughs> be a <be> little careful <laughs> right, with, fine, with fine. saying that in the same sentence. Yeah, just, fair enough. Just fair a little, enough, little careful. Uh, as far as the Chiefs go today, we just had Nate Taylor and Pete Sweeney on. Uh, it really, overall, uh, the theme still continues to be kind of the stereotypical but very true for them business-like approach out at Lake Las Vegas, which is where the team is staying. They're not staying anywhere near – the strip and health wise uh, we'll find out what well, on friday i guess the, uh, the the true final injury report heading into the game but yeah. jarek mckinnon joe tooney those two in particular uh, look very very unlikely to play uh, on sunday against the 49ers and uh, there's only what one more day of of real
6: media availability for yeah. the team and then we'll be on to, yeah, then it'll be game day, and they'll be getting gearing up for that. Next up on what Trinity Major League Baseball and Netflix are doing their own version of NFL's Hard Knocks. This season, they'll follow around the 2024 Boston Red Sox. They're working on a docu series at the same time. Honestly, look, dude, full tilt, like, between golf and NASCAR and F1 and all these series, that have seen a lot of success between full swing and all those. What I hope out of this is more honesty. Baseball players could use that. The NFL protects its teams in hard knocks because they don't need the pup. They don't need you to watch this to watch their sport. F1 did. Golf did. Tennis does. So does Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball could use this to showcase personalities they have in their sport. That's really the most important thing. Yeah,
5: you've got to find ways to to showcase that, that, specifically a demographic that is aging. You know more so than some of the other sports in particular. So yeah, I I like it. I think it's interesting. Boston as a whole, like yeah, you know, if it was a if it was a, a more likable franchise, I think you would you would also just get people that are, are going to check it out. I sure. think there's some people that won't watch it because it's Boston, but I understand we're not in we're not in Boston, we're not on the East Coast, and so maybe it's viewed a little bit differently. Like if you're a Yankees fan, are you watching that because you hate? You maybe you
6: laugh at them, but the Yankees yeah. haven't won a World Series recently either. Yeah. Haven't the Royals still won a World Series more recently than both of those franchises? And the Cardinals. Oh,
5: God. I believe that's all I Whew, That brings me a little joy. I think that is I think that That's is all the I only
6: bright side of the Astros winning it all the time there for a while is that he just signed out Suve to
5: Vado a big deal yesterday or today, I think.
6: Yeah, I mean, he's going to play his entire career there. Got drafted by him, played in their entire organization, rare. came That's up with it. And he just signed a five year, like $125 million deal, no doubt.
5: Next up to Watch trending College basketball, Missouri Tigers in action tonight against the Texas AM Aggies. Missouri, uh, of course, their struggles. So they're going to try to save their yeah. season somewhere. Wow. Well, right? yeah, I mean, I, I, at probably, this point, right? it's just trying, I think, to, to exactly. try to see if you can develop some guys going for I mean, they're, they're not going to any tournament. That's not even like they're just not going to any tournament. It's just about whether or not they can get some younger pieces going forward they got to hit the portal again they struck out this year
6: yeah and that's the thing with the portal at least you don't have much of an excuse this isn't a four-year program thing anymore i don't want to hear about these programs and be like well i need a few years to get my guys no you don't you need one good year in the portal convincing these players to come play for your school that's all you need lastly on what training don't forget if you are in las vegas tomorrow night we're going to be at circus swim having our We're going to host a show, but our own party up against 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. They've pitted us up against each other to see who can bring more fans. All you got to do is RSVP for the event. You can get in for free. And if you're wearing the Chiefs gear, you're going to get a free complimentary drink ticket as well. We'll be there starting at 5 Pacific time. We'll be there until 9 Pacific time. Show 5 to 7, Vegas time, 7 to 9 at 610 Sports KC. You can follow us on the Odyssey app or 610sports.com. But if you're in Vegas... Come out at Circa, come see us for our party. Yeah,
5: I can't wait. I cannot wait for that tomorrow night. Oh, it's going to be a blast. It's also just an amazing venue. We've said it over and over just about the experience to be out there, and uh, we've been told that uh, RSVPs are looking very, very strong right now, hundreds of RSVPs. The problem is I don't know if they're Niners fans or they're Chiefs fans because uh, we don't get to see that. So my concern I like is how opening night turned out. My concern is it's going to be Niners fan. We need Chiefs Kingdom to show up. A lot of you going to be in town. We know there's going to. I think David Hughes has said David Hughes said he's going to stop by. Uh, some others from the Chiefs Radio Network. He had me send him some information on that. A lot of people have been asking how to get in. Again, it is free as long as you RSVP. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold. This is pretty funny from uh, James Palmer though of NFL Network. He said Steve Spagnuolo has received video evidence from his wife Maria of the meatballs sitting in a pot in the sauce and they are on their way to Stone Cold Jones ahead of the Super Bowl. That's very key. I love how meatballs have come up a ton this week. Here we go again. Like a weird amount. You know?
6: Why are we they bringing up meatballs to, to, on they, this it, show so
5: much? It's crazy how often they've they've come up uh, specifically the the conversations around around not spaghetti and meatballs but the meatballs in particular. Stone Cold Chris Jones loves He also them. likes them.
6: By all accounts, the Spagnuolo family is amazing, right? They seem like genuine people, great people, super people, really nice, incredibly down to earth. Like I got a chance to catch up with Spags for a few minutes at opening night. He's just so gracious. But also he has been – like we rank out this, and I, I don't know. I don't know when we'll do this gold or if we'll do it. But let's say two weeks from now the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs and we're looking back at this team for just a second again. And I said, all right. And what were the five biggest reasons the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Like, when you go back and you said, we got to do it on an individual basis, not a group, player or coach, Spag's in the top five?
5: I mean, he should be. I, you know, for you. Not, I, not for well, everybody, yeah. for you. So, look. Um, let me, I let think me, he would be me, me. Yeah, let me talk okay. it out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is still going to be there. Uh, Travis Kelsey is still going to be there. Andy Reid. So there's three. That's the, that's the struggles. I already got three. Yeah. And is Spags going above Chris Jones or Lajarius Snead? Or you're you're saying no players? You're saying players like, or coaches? I just if we're gonna include coaches, is well, like he should be there. But who am I kicking out? Who am I kicking out of the five? Because yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey are locks and Andy Reid. So there's three. So who are the two that you're you're leaving out to put Spags in? I might put walks. Spags above Jones
6: this year. Interesting. Not all time, okay. Okay. but maybe this year. Snead, I can't. His performance, his play. Is a reason why what Spags is doing works. Without and now look, that maybe goes both ways. Without Spags, maybe, but Snead has had like an even beyond normal, exceptional year for him. I have a hard time leaving Sp- Spags. And I understand your arguments. Like my God, I mean, I mean, I can't kick out Andy and Patrick. Okay, that's one, two,
5: Kelsey, yeah,
6: fine, and Kelsey, sure, that's three. But then, then you're right, Snead and Jones, and you know. On offense, At, the only enterprise yeah, I mean, was she right? Pacheco.
5: Or? I mean, this Pacheco? is, this is know, a – you know, this is a cliché. This is a team effort. Uh, you know, like, it, it's just True challenging to, to figure out who you're going to leave out. And Spags, when we had Ross Tucker on talking about, you know, his his national attention, I think he's getting a lot of it this week, though. And that was probably why the players had the in Spags we trust shirts last week. That was – even though he was embarrassed by it, um, that, that was to give him some credit because he kind of – you know, last year – and I know Drew's, Drew's hanging by us right now, but their defensive coordinator got all sorts of attention. And, and, yeah. Ru- and, and, everybody, and, and, and going out of their way, now he, he hasn't got a head coaching gig either, no. uh, but he got plenty of attention. That's the. Steve Spagnolo is doing just as good of a job as, as he's ever done.
6: I know they were asking for nicknames earlier, and I was thinking about oh, it. Oh,
5: for the defense.
6: Yeah, but I was thinking about it. Patriots never did that either. Not to go across, you know. Not to always compare back to that dynasty. That just was the last dynasty in the NFL. They didn't have it either. I mean, other dynasties did. You know, the steel curtain um, stands out as one, and we talk about the others. But I don't know. I've had, like, just being spags is fine with me.
5: We'll see. Uh, we're still expecting Jake Lazor. Hopefully we can squeeze him in before we get off the air today. If not, maybe we'll, we'll work on that for the rest of the week. There is some wild news here. It is Vegas after all, guys. You never what know happened? what you're going to see. Uh, there is a man climbing the large Las Vegas sphere. Numerous law enforcement and other no. agencies are responding to an incident at the large concert hall called the Sphere location. Uh, this follows the spotting of an unknown man climbing the LED screens on the Sphere. The exact reason, unknown. This, I feel like, happens every Super Bowl City. Last year, we were in Phoenix, and somebody was climbing up one of the taller buildings in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't think the Sphere would be it, but I, I figured at some point, no joke, I swear, at some point this week, somebody would be trying to climb one of the hotels here in town or a specific one that has a name of a specific individual, but no, it's the, it's the sphere.
6: You do that with suction cups. That seems like a particularly difficult. I mean, it's building to climb, right? I did. I don't know. It's it's not as
5: tall as some of the other buildings.
6: No, but it's, it's round. Yeah. Usually buildings, you go up. Here's
5: the video. I mean, obviously our listener, this doesn't do them any good, but for, for you and I to take it to take a look. I mean, it's very grainy video, but you can clearly see someone's just like slowly working their way (laughs) to the top of, to the top of the sphere.
6: I'm not even just, dis- I mean, kudos, I guess, to them.
5: They just let them do their thing, right? Like the fire department, they're not going to risk their lives going up. In, uh, this Why one. would one, you? This is one of those where it's like, hey, we're just going to wait this guy. Eventually they're going to have to get, oh, he's- oh there's, the- okay, so there's a new video. He's actually just chilling on the top of it. He's <laughs> just standing around, just chilling. Sometimes they always have like, you know, they're like uh, activists so they'll have something. Yeah. He didn't have any of that. He's just standing up there. They should put something funny on the sphere while he's there. Like, the
6: sphere just- is really cool, by the way. It's incredible. Remember we need, when to my inside, was, we need to go inside, though. We need to go sphere Instead of a down- and play baseball inside of it, <laughs> the, that's still my stance. the
5: the, the, con- the concert hall inside of that is supposed to be just incredible, too. the The experience to watch a concert, you two most notably, but there we were talking about one of our Uber drivers. There's a, I mean, there's a ton of different groups that are going to be doing concerts. Who's it's, he talking about? Fish. Fish, he said, is one of them. And then there was another one I can't remember.
6: He was at least talking about them. He God, said tickets are
5: just outrageous for that.
6: This is the busiest Wednesday. I remember at Radio Row, maybe ever. Um, I don't want to say for sure, but between all the crowds that are moving around. Dude, it
5: is it is absolutely crazy here already. I mean, we have seen more current NFL players walking around this early than we have in any of the other, other weeks. I mean, it, it you can't, and they also now let you have up bigger signage. We can't even see what's going on, Cody, at, at the other end of it. That's how massive this room is. Inside of the Mandalay Bay.
6: um, This only matters for people who are seeing it. So, all this thing is set up with aisles and rows, right? Uh uh So, like, you kind of keep your stuff close to you. We got our banners behind you if you've watched on the stream. It's, say, 610 Sports Radio Uh and the Chiefs logo. Some people have full blown just put up TV studios in aisles. Yeah, it'd
5: be like us just. Nobody, our listeners don't care, probably. But, yeah.
6: Yeah. I think it's kind of rude. It's
5: bugging you, isn't it?
6: I think it's kind (laughs) of rude. You know, I'm going to act like that guy over that bottle of water. I'm just going to start accosting people across the board. The energy did not stay that way. I'll say that. I will, I do believe at this point, probably Jake Glaser probably won't join us live in the show, which means good chance you'll hear from Jake Glaser tomorrow on the show. He's a very popular person. Sometimes they run a little bit behind, and sometimes they do that. Something I was going to ask him about, though, Gold, is something we talked about at the very beginning of the show, which is where do the the Chiefs lose if they lose? You had mentioned that earlier to Nate and Pete, two, which is like, are, where are the Niners getting them if they get them? And honest to God, I think it's that they just win the coin flip game on the other side because offensively, it would take Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk doing something that hasn't been done to the Chiefs' corners all year, which is not just get open, but get open consistently across the board with no challenge. And I have a hard time imagining – that for the first time, the Chiefs are going to actually do that and let loose there, right? How can I assume that if they haven't been gotten in that way yet? Yeah, I, I believe
5: Brandon Ayuk, as great as he's been this year, I think they will be able to slow him down. The question, I guess, that we don't have the answer to and we're not going to find out before the game because they're not going to reveal it, do the Chiefs, who, who do the Chiefs think is actually more dangerous? The, like, the numbers would say Brandon Ayuk has had the best season of the wide receiver room, but do the Chiefs actually feel that Debo is, is a bigger problem? than Brandon Ayuk, because we know Snead can shut down number one wide receivers, and that is Ayuk, but do they think that actually, they, do they think they need Snead on somebody else? Do they think they need, you know what I mean? I, I, we don't. That'll be interesting. We assume that it's just going to be. I think be, it's Ayuk. I mean, it's a big physical I wide receiver. I think so. Shove him well. around. I think so, that's likely, but, you know, you have Kittle and then Christian McCaffrey. I still think Debo Samuel is the player that could have the biggest impact on the game. I really do. I know Chris McCaffrey is the obvious answer, and I agree with it. But outside of McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, to me, is going to be lined up in the backfield. He's going to be obviously lined up in the slot as well. I, I think you don't want to underestimate what Debo Samuel potentially can do for San Francisco. They they have to have an answer for that on top of it. So as much as we're all talking about, hey, Kyle Shanahan, we know he's going to stick with the rushing attack, and he's going to do all that. It's not just about Chris McCaffrey. It's going to be... Do they have an answer for Debo in the run again?
6: For sure, but this is the good news, I guess, of where the Chiefs are. Not just because the Chiefs are the number one defense in the NFL, and you and I have agreed on that for a long time, but because the 49ers have not faced a defense of this caliber in a while. Packers defense is n- nowhere close. Lions even worse. Like, go back into the regular season. The last defense they faced of the Chiefs caliber was the, was the Ravens, and the Ravens frustrated the hell yeah. out of Brock Purdy. He threw, what, four interceptions in that game? I mean, they got blown out of that building. I'm not predicting that for the Chiefs, but the Chiefs can frustrate you. They can frustrate Brock Purdy, and if they get out of their game and inconsistently do it, then we're probably having a you know like a different issue across the board. You got more information on the guy climbing the sphere? Yeah,
5: new details are coming out. New details <laughs> new, new are coming details. out. He's indiv- he got a GoPro on his head. The, the individual who is uh, climbing up the sphere, and he was standing on top of it today. And again, stuff like this happens every year around the Super Bowl. Uh, he is – I don't even say his name, but he's a pro-life activist, and he filmed himself at the structure. Let's see, 366 foot tall structure. Said he was raising money for a homeless pregnant woman. He was reportedly able to get down through a hatch at the top of the structure. And his Instagram bio reads, "quote I climb skyscrapers to raise money for women in crisis pregnancies." And there you go.
6: So he's already down.
5: He's already down. He went. He he went through the hatch. hatch. They have an escape hatch. And he got attention. Now well, he's going to go to
6: jail for a long time. You know what he should have done? He spent his bail money on this person. What do you mean? Like, what are you doing? Oh. How is he?
5: Ra- so someone's going to see that and they're just going to they're just going to donate money to him now. Is that really? I, mean, I don't think like, that's what? how that what? works. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm confused. How? Or do people donate money ahead of time for him to do it? I'm, I, how is it?
6: Who's going to say? You know what?
9: Let's you climb cool.
5: that sphere. I will. Donate. I'm going to donate ten dollars to you today.
6: What? Not unless you're a NASCAR jacket. You know? <laughs> right. Not unless you just sell patches on that's your shirt. For which ones you're pre-selling, be like, look, if I get to the top, you've got to pay me the money. That's the only way in order to assume in this case it would go down like
5: that. Yeah, nobody did. Just Dan Marino strolled right by. He was. <laughs> Drew's following. I don't know. I mean, hey, credit to Drew. You know why not? He's hustling. You know, Drew's trying out there. You never know. He's going on, uh, looks like a, a Dallas station. Look, maybe we got a shot. Maybe later on in the week.
6: Dan Marino knows something about being in a Super Bowl in your second yeah, year, like winning. Patrick Mahomes, and oh, being in a Super Bowl. Well, it just, he could be was, Brock, Brock Purdy could be Dan Marino. No. That's all said and done. But you know, Dan Marino was a lot like Mahomes in the sense that the second he put a foot on an NFL yeah, field, he was great. Yeah. He was just he was just a great player, and I, like he's one of those players. Never discount the fact that he was putting up five thousand yards and forty-eight touchdowns when the league was putting up like eighteen touchdowns and fourteen picks and thirty-five hundred yards. He was doing things offensively. That very simply, other people weren't doing at that time. But yeah, I mean, please, reno has got time. He is more than welcome on this show. You've got the good tan going
5: still. You live it in does. South Beach, man, constantly sunny. You know, you'd have a good tan going too. So would I. Yeah, I mean, show so by the are you. beach. Yeah.
6: Um, how tan do you get if you just like out in the sun? I get okay if I'm out in the sun. I'm, it's not good at the moment.
5: Yeah, it, it just it depends how the summer starts. Like if I go later, it, it takes a while. Like it, it takes a yeah. while to build up. And you, the key is avoiding getting burnt early in the summer because then it destroys like, – you got, you, got you got to ease into it. But in actual, no, I'm never going to have, like, dark, dark skin from a the tan. There's some people that will really darken up. Can't do it.
6: You could, I mean, you could just, like, get in the tanning booth and you could. Dude, that's,
5: no, dude, do people still do that, by the way? That just seems like one of the worst things you can do these – like, I feel like now we, we're more educated about it. I guarantee it. people still do it. Well, I mean, I, I just – I don't understand. People do the spray tan thing. I've seen that. People do that before a wedding That also something. can't be good for you. Better than the, the, the tanning bed, I, I think. The UV rays or whatever. I mean,
6: I guess if given the choice, that would be the case. Don't you want to be, you know. I feel
5: like that used to be way more popular, though, than it, like, 10 years ago, tanning beds.
6: Yes. Or like is now. when we were younger. That's so. what I mean, yeah. I went in a tanning bed one time uh, in high school when I was doing our closed circuit TV thing. We uh, For Valentine's Day, I guess we had decided because we were, you know, 80 yeah. high school kids. We decided to do, like, we're like, hey, we'll let's play the other side of this and not just get chugging stuff. We'll do things that are, like, more common to the opposite gender. So I got in a tanning bed. I nailed my legs. What? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, it was a whole thing. That took forever to grow back. That was never the same. I <laughs> did um, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I don't remember what else. Maybe I had my eyebrows plucked. It was a whole thing. Huh
5: this was how many years ago? I was in high school. I don't know. Oh, I, was high like, school. I was like 16, okay, 17 years old. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so this
6: was... This Indestructible was. me. It's a completely different version. Indestructible me. Okay. Again, I think when you're that age, that's just how you generally view
5: yourself. Okay, so as we do at the end of every show here on Radio Row, what is the plan the rest of the day for everybody here? Last night, you guys went to the media party. I went to the Golden Knights game. Uh, I'm going to hop on the dating apps uh, to make Cody happy yep, as well. Please. Um, we, so we discuss that tomorrow. Uh, should I text the, the lady that I that I met at the Golden Knights game last night? she's got something night? going tonight,
6: sure. But I was I thinking think maybe we'd hit that delicatessen I mentioned to you on Sunday.
5: Delicatessen? T- oh, hit it on Sunday? Or t- I'm talking about Today? what we're we tonight. Well, oh, for dinner, maybe. You mentioned it on Sunday.
6: Yeah, I and then I think I maybe we haven't done any proper gambling. Maybe you uh, want to play some blackjack? Oh, that's maybe?
5: what I didn't tell you. The tickets were expensive, but I made over half the money back on a bet last night. What'd you bet? Under six and a half goals. The Gold Knights game, 3-1 oh, final. Well, I was nervous at the first period is one-one. Then it was a scoreless second period, and we were back in. So we're Once we're we're up together. now at least. We're at least up. Drew obviously had his roulette hit. We'll, we'll we'll be documenting all this stuff on our social media channels. Thanks to Isaac back in Kansas City for running the show for us. We're back at it tomorrow. Obviously, we'll continue a busy week here from Radio Row. Carrington and Rob have you guys coming up next right here on six ten Sports Radio.
2: You're
0: listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. And save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio.
13: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring
3: Kelsey Ballerini, Meghan Trainer, L King,